Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society Podcast. My name's Chet, and uh, I have an interesting show planned for you today. We recorded a group Zoom meeting with all of the members of the Dark Art Society Patreon and the uh, and Dark Art Society Cooperative on Facebook, which you get as part of your Patreon membership. So um, that was really fun and interesting and cool. And I didn't know how it was going to turn out just having a bunch of people in, in, in a Zoom meeting. And um, so it was kind of experimental. I thought it'd be fun to do for the last episode of the year, kind of reflect on things. And uh, it went well. We got into the weeds a bit in the beginning about how to promote the podcast and the Dark Art Society and stuff. But stick with it. The second half is... A little more, um, I don't know, uh, more, more, less, less. How do we get this out to more people and more just uh, interesting dark art talk? So it's. I think it's a good episode. I think it's a really good episode, actually. Um, so that's coming up. And uh, let's see what's been going on with me. Had Christmas. That was fun with the grandkids and all. Um, got a soft box light for christmas which is maybe maybe why my video looks better than normal or maybe it doesn't make a difference i don't know i still have to fine-tune everything i'm still so uh new to all this video production uh technology business you know i'm, I'm zoom recorded at 25 frames per second and my comps in it photoshop are 30 frames per second and then i try and record in the windows camera app and it records at 60 frames per second and I can't change it so it's you know so I'm recording this through OBS hopefully this video looks good because I haven't recorded an intro through OBS yet what a pain in the ass anyway uh so yeah things have been kind of crazy and busy because of the holidays and orders shipping orders out for me um I it's uh after as soon as the last day of shipping was over I just stopped working and I haven't really been working too hard I've been trying to take some time off but um actually started get, you know la let's see last year last couple of years I was doing music production on my winter break I should call it because I always take a couple of weeks off around Christmas and the new year and um this year just randomly too it wasn't it was it all came from a text thread from Gabe Leonard and Josh Breckenridge. Um, I started getting back into 3D. I think I mentioned this last episode, maybe in the intro, but I'm starting to get into 3D again, uh, digital 3D and digital art and stuff. Just as a fun thing to do that's different during the break, I'm open up ZBrush and starting to learn that again. That's super fun. So, that's kind of cool. And I've been just relaxing and not really doing anything I have to do. I do have to do a few commission studies and stuff this week, but, um, those are, st those are okay. But I'm trying to just re-familiarize re myself with the 3d programs I used to know and ZBrush, which I used to use and stuff. So who knows where it'll go? Who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, but it's fun because it's different. So I'm trying new things out. 
Yeah, I had a whole podcast about this. What am I talking about? <laughs> I don't even remember. Two weeks ago? Yeah, I was talking about how, how I was trying all this new stuff and I felt so unsettled and uncertain about everything. But I still kind of feel that way, too. Just feels weird. Just a weird energy right now. I think it's because of the COVID still happening. And I don't know. It's just a weird time. Seems like, man, a lot of people dying all the time, too. Not just from COVID, but just like people getting killed and drug overdoses. It's like so much shit going on. I see it on, on Facebook. You see it in the feed. It's just like, I'm so sick of having to give condolences to people. It's so depressing. But man, you know, what a crazy time to be alive. But we're here and we're living through it. So we got to make the best of it. I, I kind of, I have that belief that, I don't know, we're here for a reason. I do believe that in some, some way, even if it's just a bear witness. And, uh, yeah, so just try and enjoy the ride, I guess. Keep your head down, stay safe. Anyway, let's get on with reading the names off. Oh, no. Okay. Um, <clears throat> new subscribers, if you want to join, you can join at patreon.com slash darkartsociety. I got my own uh, Patreon, too, that I should clarify because a lot of times people join one or the other thinking they're join, joining the other one. So I have one. Mine is patreon.com slash chetzar, and it's got tutorials and time lapses and everything I'm working on. And the Dark Art Society Patreon is specifically to support the Dark Art Society podcast. And that's at patreon.com slash darkheartsociety. So here are the new subscribers. We will read your name off on the show. And you get allowed into the Facebook group where the community is happening. You'll see some of the community coming up in this in this next video or this video here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, Christine Weird. Thank you. Parker Winans Scum Choir. Thank you so much. Wilrus. Thank you, Wilrus. Samantha Levin. Thanks, Samantha. I know Samantha. Uh, Jimmy Scott with a big-ass pledge. Thank you, Jimmy Scott. That's so nice of you. That's great. Uh, Matt Tillett and Daniel Sachs. I know Daniel Sachs as well. He's a great guy. Built tombstones for the Dystopia show, among other things. I could tell you about him. Um, married to Taya Sachs, who's also a member and also a great artist. Okay, um, I guess that's it. This is the last show of the year. I don't know what that means. I, I'm hoping next year we can get more traction with the show. As we talk about in the beginning of this group Zoom meeting, I really want to get the show out to more people just because I think it's too good not to share. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get get some more traction in 2022 and uh i don't know thanks everybody for being along for the ride the dark art society ride this year it was a wild one and uh it's great to ha be in this community with you and 
I appreciate the support, and I know everybody in the community appreciates your support as well. And, um, yeah, that's it. Here we go. Last podcast interview of 2021. The Dark Art Society group meeting, which, by the way, we'll probably do next year because it was a success, like I said. So I think it was pretty cool. I think it'd be a good uh, end of the year podcast episode to do every year. All right, here we go. So, yeah, I guess we'll just start. I don't know how this is going to go or what we're going to talk about, but I just thought it'd be cool to um, just kind of have a chat, check in with everybody, say hi reflect on the year of dark art we had. And um, I don't know, just see where it goes. I just thought it'd be kind of a fun and interesting podcast to do. That's different than we've, than we've done before. So what do you think? Everyone, everyone good. Oh, no one can, no one can speak. Cause you're all muted. <laughs> uh so if anybody, I, I mean, if, if, if anybody has any thoughts before we start, speak up now or forever hold your peace and we'll just kind of wing it and work it out. Hey, Chet, is there a pos- is, it, is there a way to get everybody in the frames so I can see everybody or is it kind of switching back and forth? I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so. I mean, I, I, I have no, I wouldn't know how to do it anyway, but I've never seen that before. Usually you got to <laughs> kind of like scroll, scroll across. If you want to see everybody. When You're like there. a Brady bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always squares. Yeah. Uh, isn't, if it's a laptop, you can see everything only on your phone. You can't right? mine. It's, it's, you can yourself though. You can uh, click over on the top, right. To yeah. See if you click on the gallery view. Yeah. Mm. Or on oh, a wow. PC, yeah, you can stretch yeah, out on your screen sideways. Yeah, I've been taking <laughs> the screenshots yeah. to send to you, Chet. That's cool. I got the gallery view. view. That's cool. Cool. So we got mute, unmute. Okay. Wow, look at everybody who's here. <laughs> How cool. So, okay. Uh, hello. This is it. Hi, everybody. We're recording. We're starting. I've gathered you all here today <laughs> to make this important announcement. Just kidding. So, yeah, I just thought it would be fun to get together and hang out and, I don't know, talk about now uh, the, the Dark Art Society and the podcast and just whatever, you know, just kind of like a hangout chat session. I thought it might be cool for, for the podcast listeners to hear members of you know active members of the community just hanging out and chatting and talking about things and um i don't know so who wants to go first anybody have any thoughts how do you feel about this year regard in regarding uh regarding uh, dark art and the dark art society and everything love it who was that that was me oh uh, brett, brett. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm I, I love where it's going with the dark art society the the podcast is amazing all the um the community on the facebook is rocking it's great i'm honored to be a part of it cool well thank you 
Thank you for breaking the ice and being the first person to speak. I was going to yeah. say, good to have it like this um, in a way, because it's, as far as that, I know you're starting something new with your podcast, but for me, this was like a way that I got to know a lot of you guys that are here right now was when the Dark Art Society had that hangout in uh, 2020 where we started the 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 Zoom group. And um, man, it was one of my favorite things in 2020, that's for sure. Yeah, it was a bright spot. Yeah. Thank you, Steve Clef, for starting that. And uh, John for helping out and everybody who helped out with that. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, yeah, what a year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I really feel like I'm trying to take this podcast to the next level in some way. Um, just I got this soft box light I'm testing out. It's probably not bright enough. Um, just trying to add the video element. And I think that'll, that'll help the podcast grow. Cause I'm just looking to get it out to more people because it's just so, I, I just think it's such a great podcast and it's, and there's, you know, not really any other podcast like this that just specifically kind of catered to, to dark art. Um, so I just think it's, People just seem to love it. So I just want to get it out to as many people as possible. So I'm, I'm trying to get on other podcasts to promote it and uh, get it on YouTube. As you know, I'm trying to get everything onto YouTube and, you know, just see where it goes. Just feels like it's, I don't know. It feels like it's kind of hit this point where it's like got a really consistent and strong fan base, but it hasn't like kind of blown out from that. And maybe that's a good thing. It doesn't need to, but I just want it to, because I think it's so good, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I just think it's so, I don't know if I, I, if I wish I had something like this to listen to when I was starting out, because when I was starting out, I just felt like totally on my own. So, um, and the community is so great. It's so amazing. I just, you know, Do you feel just, like there's something keeping people from discovering it. Um, like, where does it have to be that people aren't, yeah yeah that's a good point gabe leonard guest of friend of the show gabe leonard that's that's gabe's uh title now friend of the show because he's on he's on so much he's like the you know the friend of the show of i'm i'm the andy richter of your conan yeah. <laughs> now you're more like david brenner on the tonight show that just shows that's how old, only the old people old are me. yeah all the yeah. old people on here okay. know what i'm talking okay, about boomer <laughs> Uh, I I think, well, I think the fact that it's not on YouTube is a big thing, kind of holding it back uh, because a lot of people do watch videos and get their podcasts from YouTube. So uh, I don't know. I think if, if there was some kind of concerted campaign to get things to, to get the word out too from, from the members, maybe, you know, like some, some kind of, you know, everyone, tries to promote it whenever they can or like once a week someone you know everyone just like posts a link and tries to share it um it but seems I don't know. like the it seems like the biggest obstacle you run you're gonna run into is the platforms themselves having the sort of setup to qu- either pr- propagate or not propagate the 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 content <clears throat> so like yeah. how do you how do you play within that 
you know, constraint. I mean, I've got it propagating out to from SoundCloud to like, you know, a ton of different uh, podcasting apps, like all of the ones that you can that I know of. I just I think it's more like there's so many podcasts out there that it's hard to cut through the noise. I mean, it's it's grown a lot. It's it's just, uh, you know, you want it to I just want it to get out to more people. It's all. Hey, Chet. Hey, I don't. Steve Clef. Hi, everybody. I missed <laughs> you all a lot. Um, so I don't know if if you want like your you want unsolicited brainstorm ideas. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. Just chatting. Okay, cool. Um, one of the things that you made me think of when you were just talking now is how like um, like when Howard Stern was on Sirius in the early days, um, and even on like E. Like that's when Stern got big when, when he was on E, mm-hmm. the cable network. But um, one of the things that you could do is like grab like your favorite 30 seconds from a podcast, especially now that you're doing videos. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And then just turn it into like little ads and then make, you know, people can pass that around on yeah. Facebook. Or- yeah, yeah. That's mm. that's that's the that's part of the YouTube plan. It's like getting everything converted to videos. And, and then, and then have either have like, cause, cause I noticed that the bigger podcast, YouTube podcast channels have like a separate little channel for short clips, you know, or at mm. least a separate little, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of no, It's like, it's just kind of a separate category within a channel. So there could be a little section of, you know, cool clips from the show that are interesting just to get people interested. Yeah. To, to share around and stuff. So. Yeah, that's one of the things for sure. I agree. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff we need. So you've got a big long le- mental list. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter uh, of doing them. I have a, a question. Um, yeah. Hi, it's Wendy. Wendy, Wendy Gadzik, <laughs> podcast Wendy guest. Yes, and and um, which was definitely one of the bright spot spots of my year was being on the podcast because um like I just made a post saying that it's it's my favorite podcast and um but yeah I've noticed as others have said that um posting links on social media is like a surefire way to get your post seen by very few people right (laughs) (laughs) and it's getting worse um but my question is you know like when when you interviewed me, it was audio only, but we did it on Skype. So there is video now. Is your plan to post video from there? No, there's no video. There, I, okay. I only recorded the audio for all the early ones. So basically what I'm doing is just like having, I mean, in, in the, in an ideal world, it would be the guest and it would be a slideshow of all their artwork throughout the whole thing, but there's no way in hell. I'm going to do that. That's so much work. It's like, I can, I, I'm not, you know, I'm having trouble just getting the things done period. So it's, it's, uh, you know, going to just be like the logo with the theme song and then maybe the card, the, the promo card for the, just, just something to make it to where you can post it as a video. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and that's like, you know, that's, uh, that's as good as I think I, I can get. You could just show some of the art from whoever was speaking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's like 200 episodes of that. It's just like, you know, mm. unless someone else wants to do it. Yeah, you, know, you got to so much you need, work. 
You need some volunteers. <laughs> you, sh- you should not do that. You're doing plenty. Uh, what if yeah. the art? What if the artists themselves provided the material in a format that you could use on the podcast? Uh, that's a, that's a it in. yeah. That's a great idea. That's a great idea because yeah, yeah. But the, even that is kind of like a. I, that's a great idea, but it's like just going to everybody and asking them to do it and then getting it. Um, so like if they just recorded themselves painting for an hour or two and then sent you the video. That's true. That's or, what if, um, or whatever they do or what whatever. We, yeah. What if we produce it, chat? Like what if what if it's kind of like, hey, you know, in exchange for some nice exposure. Put together, you know, like maybe you give us the audio and then you are now empowered to take the audio and put either like a little slideshow or yourself painting, package it up as a video and, and send it to Chet. And then if it's in good shape, you'll publish it. And I know that's hard. Not everybody can do that. Maybe we could lean on each other to, to give tips well, and stuff, but that seems fair to yeah. have you package it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that sounds fair, but <clears throat> maybe um, I've got like a template every time I do the podcast. So it's just, dragging it and dropping it in so it's actually not that difficult to to put something in that's already recorded so if you know maybe maybe it could be a thing to where it's like if you get if you want a a collage of your images you know time out your episode see how long i don't know there's a lot of people that aren't gonna want to do it but (laughs) but if you if you want it could be a thing if you want that you know get it to give me a this resolution video by this date or something and then it's like some of them can have that and then some of them cannot because there's like you know mm. there's chris mars isn't gonna sit there and you know do edit you it all really, his, you, you could know, do it really simple just take or something. their cell phone and, and record while they're painting that's the simplest way to do it that yeah that, that's 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 definitely an option too so it could be that or a slideshow maybe i think I, it's I was, great ideas i i was also thinking that like for now, the immediate need, if you want to, if you want to spread the word, have somebody put together like six to 15 seconds worth of video. Just that's it. Oh, right. And then just loop it. And <laughs> yeah, well, or you could loop it. But what I'm thinking is creating assets so that you can put them on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, right. Right. And Facebook. So you just, that's what you need now. Right. Just like little chunks that act like ads. And then it's like, if you want to hear the rest, go you know episode well yeah 182, you know yeah yeah but really i feel like what what needs to happen first is the stuff needs to get up on youtube that's kind of the first mm. priority but i mean maybe not maybe we could do hey, the Chuck. clips yes yeah hey i'm back so hi hey everyone how's it going uh, i would recommend just doing it your way and getting them up then you can you know, if if you could solicit the artists, that's true. Whoever you talk to, they can come on. Hey, I'd like to do a longer video. What's the format? Maybe you have a template for us to use. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because I, I know there's a way, like in iMovie, even where you can put like a set a folder yeah. of images, and you could and you could just kind of make your own. So that's a great idea. Yeah, because the videos could be switched. No, they can't. They can't be switched out once they're uploaded to YouTube. That's the thing. That, that's the other question. Right? Mm. Is if you get that, if you get that clip and it's got, it's it, it, you know, it gets kind of propagated around. You'd have to take it down and start from zero. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I've already got like I don't know. There's four videos up there now. They don't need to go up in any order. I, I gave up on that idea a long time ago. I thought 
I was thinking <laughs> I had to put them in order, but I'm just, you know, it, there, there'll be a list. I'll, I'll, I'll organize it under, under like a list uh, uh, that way, because it's just not going to happen. Hey, Chad. Huh? So, oh, I'm sorry, Josh, go ahead. Hey, um, are you Josh Breckenridge, everybody? Hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> are, are you planning on recording um, your episodes with the Zoom recording like you're doing right now? Or are you going to yeah. use o- OBS? Uh, so far, I'm just doing it through Zoom. Okay. I, I haven't you, tried you, it through OBS. If yet. you integrate OBS in, um, I'm using OBS going through Zoom right now. Exactly. Oh, really? So, so what, what, what Gabe does, you could integrate um all that together and not have to do any video editing on the back end it would basically yep. be what you're doing right now but it would flash back and forth between yeah the images that's, and maybe between you guys talking that's it, that's yeah. what uh bobby chu does he's got a exactly podcast and uh and yeah. i noticed he did that um uh, but yeah that that's 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 a good idea but i think it's something maybe for the future because i'm just yeah i'm just looking for get your stuff up first yeah and yeah, worry about yeah. It later but you could always um you know, get a basic template set up like the one that you have now, and then same same vibe, drag hey, and drop it. Gabe zoomed in. Yes, yeah, it's close like up close, Gabe. <laughs> Look at Gabe, different camera, yeah. right? Different camera. And- <laughs> oh wow, that's fantastic. he's showing off now. Yeah, no, I mean a lot of that stuff is like Josh said can be templated. So in fact, I think a while ago I had I had sent in a template, but Gabe is having way too yeah, much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Gabe show. I'm just showing you, you can transition through these scenes yeah. from one camera close up and do yeah, that. No, that's, that's what he's doing in OBS right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. So anyway, those are, uh-huh. those are, those are all great ideas. So um, I, th- I think the first step is just getting the, the stuff onto the, um, rendered out and onto youtube i don't want to get it's like i i also want to keep this podcast interesting for people listening so i don't want to get too bogged <laughs> down in details so <laughs> um that might people might get get bored uh, i i have to i'm keeping that in mind while we're talking it's like are people going to be in, into hearing this um i, I, I have a question yeah I have a question well, for you guys um who, who else was that Jane oh. And Wendy. oh i'm sorry wendy you can go, go ahead first. you go first okay um, well, I kind of was curious if we even think that, um, it, it, you know, it's like when I hear even other artists talk about dark art who don't do dark art, and I kind of think about the community as a whole, um, as the dark art society and the dark art community, we're fully accepting of what dark art is. We understand what it means to us. We, we kind of collect data from different people and what other people do in the dark art world. But if we want to get the word out more about dark art, I kind of feel like um, we almost need to, we need to break through to more people who either don't know what dark art is or don't have an idea, you know, who, who don't understand it. Even people mm-hmm. in the art world, like I'm saying, like, there's people, there's artists out there that don't do dark art. And then they talk to a dark artist and they're like, I kind of don't really understand what you're doing or it's a little weird or whatever they say, you know? So I, I almost feel like even, you know, all just getting the word out amongst ourselves is one thing, but before that even happens, we need more people to even understand really what it is or like to accept it, you know? 
And I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it means more of a concerted effort on our part to help other people understand that, you know, cause I always kind of feel like we're constantly telling other dark artists, like dark art's great. It's wonderful. And we're all, we're preaching to the choir, you know? So I mm-hmm. feel like we just, if we want, if we want the dark art study podcast to reach a larger fan base, then it needs to reach some of those other people. Yeah. Are you, should we become evangelists? Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> Dark art evangelists. That's what I got on my Instagram. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what works for you, Ash. I mean, you know, the, the that's sort of what this uh, community has served as, I think, for most people is like a support system, at least in the early on, to where everyone could say, you're cool. You know, your art's cool. We're into it everyone you know don't worry about it and it's definitely like more accepted than it used to be at least from you know i don't feel a lot of i, I don't know if it's because i have a more developed career or something or not but i don't feel like i i don't feel people don't give me a hard time about the artwork or i don't feel like i'm uh it just feels way more acceptable than it used to be which is a good thing mm-hmm. can um, i just one comment yeah um i feel like uh, there's a connection between dark art and dark personal things that people go through and dark thoughts that people have that they don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing um i mean sometimes dark artists i can speak from experience you know say um uh, you know people say to them well i wouldn't put that on my wall but some people are putting comfortable putting it on their walls. And why is that? Is that because they can relate to the psychological issues that dark art explores and they're not ashamed to show people that they feel that way? You know, why are some people more comfortable with it and some not? Well, I, I do want to jump in too and say that after one thing I've noticed is in, in where I live and where I'm showing my art is very, um, it's, it's not used to a dark art group right it's not la it's not it's not in that scene and uh you know from to to piggyback on that and to emphasize it after everybody went through we did we had a show in one of the places at at one of the galleries and it was about works of covid and i promise you 80 percent of that whole show was really dark artists from people really dark art that came out of people who were previously doing kittens in fields with rainbows and sunshine behind them. (laughs) So if there's ever a time now to come back out of that people where they understand that it's okay Mm. um, to do this, like, and it's, it is just a form of expression and isn't that what art is? So, so for me, when I say I'm a dark artist now, people aren't like, Oh, ew. What do you do? Yeah. 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 Now they're like, okay. You went through a lot. Sorry. What's that, Wendy? Where are you, John? Uh, I'm in, I'm just North of New York city. That's right. And I think like, it's also important for, you know, people listening to understand that this isn't just us people. There's people from all over the world in this group, which is right. One of the the Mm -hmm. great things about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, you know, uh, 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 in one respect, I guess it's like, doing podcasts that talk about that is a good thing, especially if we start chopping up uh, clips um, to share around if they're focused on 
this idea about, you know, it's okay. Or even if, if even like Taya said, if it's like asking, you know, you're asking this question, why is it like that? Why are people okay with showing it? Blah, blah, blah. Just things that kind of get it all in the, in the public conversation is, is great. You know, I think that's what the podcast itself can do. Um, I, I, I also wanted to say, uh, one thing I, I feel conflicted about this because on one hand, you know, the podcast was started to kind of like take these, give, give like a, 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 a place for these artists that are feel kind of marginalized to come together and, and support each other and, and, and um, get the word out and all that spread the good news about dark art. And um, on the other hand, I've always felt like I don't want to be like exclusionary in that way, you know, cause it's like, ultimately we're all artists. It doesn't matter really. You know, it doesn't matter if you're doing dark stuff or if you're doing whatever you're doing, if you're an artist, you're an artist. And it's like, that's kind of a marginalized community in itself. So I always am thinking, you know, it's just like having Gabe on or, or um, yeah. Like, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. I, yeah. Plan off what you're saying is like, it's like, I don't really consider myself like a dark artist, but I do some dark art mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And maybe the just people not wanting to subscribe to some sort of a header above what mm. they do, they may, may be a barrier to people really jumping in and in participating in the community that you guys are creating a little bit more. Uh, if it, like I view it as like one of the things that I do, and then there's this group of artists that I can hang out with in that area. And then I do other stuff that might relate to other people. And I, I can kind of bounce around. So that, yeah, I'm definitely you know, along those lines as well. Yeah, for sure. I was just going to say, as far as the whole, it's okay thing. Um, I think it's not necessarily the conversation to be had that it's okay. Although that's also good, but um, that, dark art is so many things it's not right. just that it's okay that it's you know dark and psychologically you know difficult and that kind of thing or makes us think and all that but it's all a lot of types of art does that right but um dark art is so many things but Gabe's right where maybe that is limiting calling it dark art you know even though it is so broad that narrows it's, it yeah yeah but you I'm not saying we can't go, dark, we dark can't go back. We can't go back. Yeah, I'm not saying no, no. <laughs> so that conversation that light and dark about how broad it is. But you right. might reach out yeah, to yeah, artists sure. that aren't traditionally like doing a lot of dark art, but have a few pieces that they do and a, and a side that they're creating. Yeah, and, and there, there's just a invite lot. them to to share with your group and that's, your community. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and that way, people are going to feel like, oh, they can come in and be a part and, and contribute right. to these things, and and. Uh, and like not have to redefine what they call themselves by by you know like by joining a group yeah. <laughs> like joining a religion or something yeah and yeah like we're not gatekeepers you know that's one thing that i think is important to to just put out there because i feel like if anything this this group is very welcoming to right. whatever you define what you're doing um i have seen people post like in the facebook group well, I don't know if this is dark art. Right. But, I see that a lot too. Like a disclaimer where I'm like, well, who knows? You know? Yeah. Like, well, I who, don't know. 
who cares too right. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's not all the art i like you know it's just it's yeah, i think it's um you know all of us feeling a little bit nervous about posting a piece that you know once we put it up there and that's why we kind of say those kinds of things but we really just want mm. to post it and i think that's what i was saying about it being accepted you know being so broad and that um that people should be aware of this broadness of it um right. much it covers, yes. and that to just roll with that not to be sorry that it you know maybe doesn't cover this or that, but actually just put it out there and be confident <laughs> that it is that and and let people think about that you mm -hmm. know let people sit with that and think about it or just not even have to think about it because it's there and it was accepted you know yeah. uh, i don't know it's because i like i'm like gabe where i just make the art I make and I put it in the different places I put it and I don't go, Oh, I'm not sure. Right. I think that's how that... oh, I have an idea. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you feel though that um, in the podcast is suffering from that same obstacle with its name when people are scrolling through what podcast to listen to, that mm. that actually might be an immediate turnoff to some people. Right. But that's, a, that was kind of the whole point of the podcast is to, <laughs> is to make mm. that not like a dirty word, you know? It's like everybody, the, the, the idea was like, everybody calls it this, so let's just embrace the name and, you know. Call it the lighter side of dark art. But, yeah. <laughs> an idea. Hear me out. How about a second podcast called the Sort of Dark Art Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Semi-dark art. Yeah. The not-so-dark art podcast. The softer side of dark yeah. So it sort of seems like maybe we have to kind of give like those little trailer snippets and stuff to show right. that actually it is that broader thing so that people aren't only coming up against that name and turning off, but seeing like under the hood. Yeah, totally. Mm. It's actually, yeah. it's not a bad idea to have a an offshoot like sister podcast to the Dark Arts Society podcast. It's like um, somebody brought up Conan O'Brien before. <laughs> so I listened to Conan O'Brien <laughs> Needs a Friend. There's also, there's all these other podcasts as well, but there's one called Inside Conan and it's about the Conan O'Brien show done by some of the producers or writers of the show. So the, it's not a bad idea to have this other side podcast in conjunction with yours that maybe unpacks certain things or is like more palatable for people who don't understand what dark art is and that yeah. is named something oh my else God, that like might be more applicable. The Gateway podcast to get people yeah. into dark art. Yeah. <laughs> or, or possibly yeah. even something shorter, something that, you know, is, is a 10 minute yeah. podcast or something where it's like, yeah. oh, here's here's the, the tip or the trick or, or whatever piece of advice that this last week's guest did. And it's like a, a mm. thing for people because some people won't listen for, we love it. We love listening to each other talk, you know, for two hours. But some people I know, they're like, they look at it and they go, dude, I'm not going to listen for three hours to, you know, or whatever. Um, so that might be a thing. It's like a, a small bite-sized podcast that goes along with it. Yeah. Yeah. Another podcast. <laughs> or, or maybe you can do something. <laughs> Is it the podcast you're trying to get more um, widely you know, spread or the, just the dark art society or dark arts itself. Um, uh, I'm, I, I'm trying to get the 
podcast to spread widely because I think it's such a great podcast aside from the, even the dark art aspect of it. They're just the people, you know, the artist interviews are excellent. They're great. There's the, I just think the artists are so interesting. And I think the, the dark art angle it, it makes it unique, makes it different than other art podcasts. I think, even though it's not totally focused on. Um, I have an idea. And I, I think that. Let me, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I was just think, just gonna say it's uh, <laughs> the way I see it. It's like the Dark Art Society podcast is kind of the foundation of it, and you know the mission statement in a way. Of dark art, you know, trying to get the word out, whatever we're trying to do, trying to get people to understand, trying to get people to be more open to it. Mm -hmm. And so that's that seems the most, you know, the 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 easiest thing to to promote, the thing that has the most going for it, you know. I think I, think mm -hmm. I have an idea for that where it's kind of like the idea of the sister podcast, but it's like what Ted Talks did or Ted Radio Hour has this podcast where they um, take like three episodes or like snippets from three episodes that have a specific theme that crosses over, but they could also go into some other theme too, but they use the themes as a way to invite people to hear snippets mm. of those Ted talks. But if you want to, and I always do, once I hear the snippets, I want to watch the whole Ted talk, you know, so I go listen to that afterwards. Mm. That one person. That would be a way of drawing people in. It could be part of a larger sort of what is dark art. Right. Yeah. yeah and you call it something more about like what you're saying more about the actual interviews with the artists and that lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. But like it's it's about that. And then they, you know, are referred to or go to those others from there that are the Dark Art Society um, interviews. Yeah, um, like the tiny desk concert, right? But it'll be like the tiny oh my dark God. podcast. Yes. <laughs> you, know? you got like the highlight snippets. It's a really good idea. I noticed that uh, most of the things you mentioned are online approaches. What is your in-person plan once uh, society gets back to normal, like uh, informing about dark art society at shows or at conventions? I think that could also be a, a strong yeah that that could yeah yeah i mean i really was hyped on that idea before before covid and it just you know um you know it's gonna be i'm sure it's gonna be a couple years before mm. even if if it ever gets back to normal you know it's like i'm not doing monster Palooza again monster Palooza again this year you know it's like and i know a lot of people aren't doing it. it's gonna take you know that just seems, I think it's a great idea. It just seems maybe down the line. I don't know. Fan material for the Dark Art Coop to, uh, 2022, maybe. Uh, so it could be distributed and explained uh, at the show. What's that? What was the first part? Maybe, maybe print material uh, mm. that be shared at the Dark Art Coop uh, at Dan's Skull and Snake. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Start, I mean. yeah. Yeah, Alan was talking about that. He was talking about that magazine idea um, in the group. Oh, cool! And yeah. I was—he was saying, you know, maybe maybe we could do something for the Dan show. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, maybe we should start small and mm -hmm. um, make a catalog for the show instead, and have it be kind of like the magazine, so it's not such a huge, 
um, burden to me, ma- you know, ma- to me, it's like a mat. I-, I know everyone's hyped on the magazine idea, but that to me just sounds like very difficult to do. I, yeah, I, a lot of work with no really financial return, probably. But um, yeah, because magazine, oh, all the <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why. I, that's why I know it's it's a bad idea. No, no. I mean, how I mean, many I, videos do you have on YouTube of the podcast already? I mean, how just, many do you have uploaded? Just like four of them. Just like or five or something. It's like three. Are you doing them like or, once a week or something? I haven't even. Them? I haven't started yet. That's. What I would it was start. Like. I would start there and just start seeing how it builds on itself. It, it might take time. It's got 36, 36 whole subscribers. Well, your goal of like <laughs> your goal of like spreading the word and building an audience, you know, it's just going to take some time. You're, you yeah. might be on the right path, and all this trying to figure out what to do is just kind of you spinning your wheels in the in the, in the short term. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, these are, Put it, you know, just start putting it out there. It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll fly or it won't. Yeah. And then you can I make, you know, like... figure out, you can start a magazine later. <laughs> <laughs> it'll yeah, be I like mean... your art career. It'll be organic <laughs> and build over time. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just, you know, I want to get them up there on YouTube. If nothing so what, else, just so like... they're, a- just so there's access to them for people so who are a... on YouTube. So if you start doing the, like the video podcast and you say you get up to a hundred video podcast center where do you want to be with it with your channel where do you expect it to be do you expect to have a certain amount of followers by that many episodes i have no idea i mean as many as possible would be great be i think i think you need to get a publicist that's what i think yeah but uh, do you know anybody who works with a publicist who said successful people is that ash (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh all successful artists have people that like manage this sort of thing. They don't right. like they don't do their own. Really? Yeah. I don't know any that do a lot that. Do. I mean, I get out of. I mean, I know a lot of artists, and I don't know any that have publicists. Yeah. But Same I remember that a couple of years ago, I introduced you to Maria Ferrero, who uh, she she works with a lot of bands and a number of darker artists. Right. And she said, "I think Chet's a genius, and I'd do anything to work with him." No, I don't remember. Oh, that. there you go. Yeah, it's a couple years I ago. I think also. Sorry. Well, I, you were... I, I don't think you should be uploading <laughs> your own videos. I think you should get someone else to do it. That sounds good it's to a me. A lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, something that can happen there is um, it feels like the dynamic now for the Dark Art Society is a lot of Chet doing a lot of work and us thanking Chet for exactly. doing that work. <laughs> like maybe we can, you know, like. You know, one thing is I just looked, there's, you know, more than 36 people in the Dark Arts Society. Oh, shit. 36 subscribers. Sorry. I forgot that. Sorry, there's people waiting. Damn, I didn't see that. Sorry. <laughs> Lilia. Sorry, <laughs> Lilia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. I'm, okay. I'm with I'm with Gabe on this one. I, I have to say, I, I agree Wait, with who? Gabe. I think, oh, Chet, oh. what you're doing is... This is uh, Brett speaking. Oh. I just wanted to say, I think what you're doing is awesome. And, uh, you know, maybe getting like a street team together, but side work and all that might not be, might all, might even be a distraction, you know, as to what you're really doing. I think, I don't know 
um, if that was following up from what I was saying, Brett, about more people helping out. But I think, you know, I think definitely outside of, you know, Chet doesn't have to manage everybody. I think we can like earn our keep a little bit more as Dark Art Society yeah. members. Like we can all subscribe to the YouTube channel. We can all share links to the podcast whenever they come out. We can all, you know, like each other's stuff and comment on them when they come out. There's just like little, you know, and that would take each of us like five or 10 minutes, but there's like 300 people in the, in the group. And that mm. would go a long way. Like, let's start with that at least. Yeah. It's, it's free and not a big request. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah I agree. That, that would, that's a good that's, idea. That's definitely what I'm saying. That, that we have a lot of is artwork and sharing artwork publicly, like, um, you know, shareable galleries on Facebook, those kind of things to bring more people towards the page, that sort of thing. I don't know if that's a possibility. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, this is something that I was talking to Steve about recently is getting the Dark Art Society website, maybe more of a pub public kind of website with, with a member section, a small, you know, instead now it's, it's, it's very, it doesn't seem very inviting, you know, it seems kind of confusing a little bit because you got to, you know, log in with your Patreon membership and all that stuff. And it's like, it kind of didn't work the way, you know, as like a perk for patrons, which we could still have, but maybe as like a side, a separate section and then have the majority, the bulk of it, like showing artwork and promote, you know, have it be like a public, easy to navigate website, um, could be a good thing too. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's so many things. There's so many things. Um, hey. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard that, to, would, I, I was going to say, I think it's really good though, that, that all these ideas are getting bounced around. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's how we're going to come across something. One thing I wanted to ask you, if you've ever thought about, um, approaching a, uh, a an existing podcast network like bloody disgusting or dress oh. yeah that's a good idea no i haven't thought of that but i didn't because, know there was one. Oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah there's consequence of sound there's there's several and they they tend to get together a certain number of podcasts that are uh, you know that live under the same wheelhouse basically but the but the 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 plus of that is they have these big audiences that are there. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the thing about the podcast, why I want to get it out, because I think if people listen to it, they would, even if they're not into dark art necessarily, but they're just into art, they'd be, they'd be interested because it's, that's it's why interesting. the idea of having the themes, you know, where they're not like um, dark, like talking about going for those other entities that can promote your stuff, but not only mm -hmm. going to like, those um dark art themed you know kind of things but more psychology right. or um you know different mm. kinds of um like visionary art or uh, imaginative realism you know like it, as far as art goes but also the conversations that were had were about a lot of things that were are so widespread too right they were about mm. life and death and you know all these and difficulty and perseverance mm -hmm. and you know we've had a lot of those kinds of conversations in those interviews and yeah really get the underlying whatever you know as far as um algorithms go or whatever getting those things geared towards those 
focuses and not just, um, you know, the dark things. Right. Mm-hmm. Dave Sherman, mm-hmm. Dave Sherman. Um, you know, probably what happened with your friend now that I'm thinking about it is that I'm sure if it was two years ago, I didn't have any money. That was it. I still don't have, probably don't have any money to do that, but, uh, it's definitely something to, I, I would try it out. It just seems like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. That just, is, I, I've thought about having a, a, a publicist for a while, but I, I know, I know like one artist I can think of off the top of my head that has a publicist and it's like, it doesn't seem to do much for him. Um, I'm sure a great publicist would be, you know, you get on big podcasts and stuff and promote. So I'm totally mm. open to trying it. It just they seems like have strategies, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's the thing. If you don't have a strategy, then you're just sort of like throwing shit at the wall and mm-hmm. seeing what works, you know? But also if you spring for a publicist, you have to have a clear idea of what your intention is of getting out of it. Like, well, he has that clear intention, though, right? Well, I mean, is it monetary? Is it um, getting more subscribers? Like, what? Mm. Yeah, you do. Sorry, Chet. Were you going to uh, say something? no? Go ahead. I was just going to say if if you can you can get into the details of that. Like that, a good way to look at something that would cost money is how will it eventually make more money than it costs? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you got to be able to measure that. And so that's when you need like what Wendy, no, I'm agreeing with you, Wendy. I'm saying, I'm saying like, you need like these little goals to know if, if it's helping the, if the publicist is helping, you know what I mean? And then then know what you want to pay for it. Right. But is that gauged in money? Like maybe you won't make your money back, but does that mean that it was a failed effort? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Not everything is financial gain. Well, I mean, the way it is now, it's it's it has to make money because I can't yeah. do it without, you know, right. without making money because it takes yeah. a lot of time to do. So it's like it's money that I would be spent making money doing my art, you know, <laughs> and there's, at and this point, at this point anyway, you know. Yeah. And there's direct money and there's indirect money, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, so if it if it creates more awareness and pe- more people know about it and then that eventually leads to more sales that's as right. good you know it's not it's not like you're gonna get um you know it's not like you have an ad that says like click to buy this print it's just you know but you got to be able to measure it especially it's how which is even more important when it's indirect because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know <laughs> it right you won't and you won't know it yeah. for a while what's uh, Otis yeah. chamberlain is holding a a uh, snake facing <laughs> its tail Around a dollar yeah. sign. <laughs> yeah, Chet, I, I think you should probably keep doing what you're doing. And, and instead of trying to create a whole other job for yourself, fold this into your normal production and just keep posting consistently over time. It'll build. I, I think trying to engineer or game it somewhere at this point is just too early. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough stuff up there yet. It's just takes yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I, I sort of feel that mm-hmm. way too. The bottom line is there are 200 over 200 episodes just sitting there and just schedule them up there. Yeah. Yeah. Once and it's a, like, it's just a matter a of getting them, getting them turned into videos. And then once all those are, or a lot of them are uh, converted to videos, I can start dropping them. Yeah. Once or twice a week, like two times a week or one time, 
once a week, but, twice a week, because that's part oh, of the whole you, YouTube thing is like dropping consistently. Yeah, what you exactly. could do is go back and um, re- just people that you've interviewed through the podcast, interview them again for the video, do mm. the video podcast, and then later in the week, drop the previous audio podcast if they want to hear from them previously. Like yeah, that's a good idea. Up. That's a good so idea. So you're, you know, you could- just do one live cast and then you do one, one older one later yeah, in the that's- week. That's kind of a or, good or idea. earlier in the week. So they get a flavor for it. Then they see the new cast. Yeah. 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 That way you're doing them simultaneously and you're building up an audience that's watching your videos rather than just putting out a bunch of audio that people get used to. You know, I like could, that may not tear it up on YouTube, right. but it might, if you mm. coincide with the videos. Yeah. That's a, that's a great idea. Um, that's I a good excuse going, to, guys. Oh, so guys, it's nice seeing y'all. Thanks. Merry Thanks for everybody. coming. Yay. Yep. Merry Christmas. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. All right. Later. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can, I mean, I kind of agree that it's good. Like, you know, it's, it's good to talk about all this stuff, but uh, it's so, it's easy to get like bogged down with so many different details. And it feels like the first thing to start is to, you know, the simplest thing to mm. do is to start post, you know, convert everything to video, start posting it on YouTube. And then, you know, maybe start some little, like some kind of promotional campaigns that, you know, I'll, I'll definitely talk to Dave about this publicist as well, but something that can, we can do right away is just everyone like try and share the podcast once a week or the, you know, just mm. some, just something to, because the way I see it, it's like, if the podcast does better and the dark arts, society does better it's just like everyone's gonna do better you know it's like dark art's gonna be it's 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 a thing for everybody you know that's the way i see it um Mm. so yeah but i I, I think that's the answer to what wendy was asking earlier was what's the gain for it what's the reason uh the intention behind trying to get more more eyes on it and it's it's that really it's that it's very broad um, right. I think that also is what's going to help everybody. Mm-hmm. And it also helps everybody's longevity in it. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Someone mentioned, um, I don't remember who it was, but somebody mentioned to me the, 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 the dark art society podcast is, is great because uh, it's a uh, document, documenting, documenting mm. this whole scene, which was like, mm. I never thought of it like that. It's a really cool way to look at it. You know, it's, yeah. being, it's being documented in this way. And uh, that's pretty cool. And in the oh. simplest way. Just, just tell them <laughs> what, what was that? Just for the simplest form of it, having a lot of fun doing the dark art group, you know? It's like right, it's, yeah. You know, just chilling out with people who like actually like the, the same type of work that you like, you know, at least loosely, you know, it's, a lot of times, you know, when you're into dark art, it's like family and friends, are like, what the hell is that? And then, like, you look at some of the work that other people are making, like, yeah, that's freaking cool. You know what? It, it's good to be inspired. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it's like the, the whole thing has so many different functions, really. You know, it's really I think a lot of people feel inspired by it and the group, you know, feel inspired to create and supported and we support each other and i don't know i guess that's like a big part of it 
it seems like maybe that's what it does more than anything is is because it seems like there's a lot of artists that listen to it more than any any other group you know it's like a lot of artists and and they feel inspired by it hearing other artists stories i mean that's why i like hearing artist interviews you know it's uh looking for that inspiration and you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it seems possible right like like you know pre pre your podcast there's a couple of podcasts out there but before that you're just like painting in a room by yourself thinking that you're crazy for wanting to be an artist full-time and then one by one you hear other people who've made it you know in their various different ways and just that repetition makes it seem more attainable Mm -hmm. yeah it is i mean it's it's you know which it just keeps you from giving up you know what I mean? Like there's so many people, it's so much easier to live your life and not be a painter. Yeah. No shit. There's you know? to it, but there's also so much variety, like how all those different stories that, you know, everybody that you've interviewed has. I know. Um, so cool. Yeah. I remember like, we just, I mean, yeah, there's so many different stories, so many different ways of making this work and so many different, um, reasons why people have continued to do what they do and I I can't remember whose um, interview this was but it was a guy and he had just had kids and normally um, you know you you, you hear people say how you know I had kids so I had to get a normal job and provide for them but he said that he looked in his closet and saw his paintings and he's like, what kind of message am I sending to my kids by keeping this thing? I do uh, not doing it. That was right. me. <laughs> that. Wait, who? Right, oh, Steve. Was that? that was you, Steve. Yeah. That yeah. Was I was, I was about to have my first kid and I had this, this future vision of him, you know, years later opening the closet and seeing all these paintings. And he's like, what's this? And I'm like, Oh, you know, basically, the story would have had to have been, well, I had a dream that I gave up on, you know, and that's the terrible lesson. <laughs> and that inspired you yeah. to keep doing it. And I got awesome. my first solo show when he was three months old. Wow. Oh. <laughs> that's so I cool. That. that is. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing those, those stories because, you know, I, mm. I would never have known that if I didn't listen to your podcast interview with Chet. Yeah. That's awesome. And I don't even have kids, but I found that immensely inspiring. So what are, what are some, you know, getting off the promotional aspect of of the podcast, again, we've got people listening that are going to be listening. Uh, Does anybody have any, like, I don't know, reflections on this last year and and, uh, the year and their year in dark art? I want to say that, the um, Dan Kelly stepping up and doing a dark art uh, society show uh, yeah. was amazing. Yeah, that it was amazing. Super cool. It got people who had never shown in a gallery before into a gallery. Um, mm. it, what did he say? Like 30, 33 pieces sold all together. Yeah, it's crazy, it's man. Super cool. Super cool. And I just, I, I want, that's the kind of stuff that I keep seeing over and over in this community. People, um, you know, he didn't have to do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't, I mean, I was talking to him behind the scenes before this, it all happened. It's like, he, he wasn't doing it at all for money or anything. He was totally doing it just to do a cool thing. Cause he has the resources. Mm-hmm. Cause he's got this tattoo shop art gallery. So it's completely altruistic. 
like a hundred percent. It was insane. Mm -hmm. And they did really well, which was crazy. Yeah. I was going to bring that up when uh, Eric was kind of talking about the building community with uh, other people who do kind of dark, you know, strange art when you might not be able to find them uh, so readily, you know, in the real world out here, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I was thinking about Dan's show and how great that was to bring everybody together and kind of show work in that, you know, town on the East coast and uh, show work together. You know, I think my, the photo that Dan put up of my print being sold was like underneath the, one of Chet's, what was that? The, um, with the gas mask, what was that guy? Black magic. Yeah. Underneath that painting, um, which is pretty crazy to me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think in the, in the reflections on the past years, just to me is um, just seeing more and more, um, people that aren't really directly interested in dark art, maybe starting to understand better uh, where it's coming from or what it means, you know, that it's not dark and evil and satanic. It's more like, I think, especially with COVID and everything coming in, people start to look at it and go, Oh, I understand. uh, Like the feeling that that imagery is uh, conveying is something that I can connect to. Mm. Whereas before it was kind of like, Whoa, what the hell's wrong? What's going on in your head? You know? Right people know it's going on in their head now too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, like I've said before, it's kind of like the, the perfect time for this kind of artwork. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately it keeps getting more and more perfect. What's up? <laughs> I just wanted to say a tip of the hat to you, Chad, on your amazing show this year. Mm. Thank you. The show that almost killed me. <laughs> Again, another one. <laughs> I'm already thinking of doing a second one because I've got, I had a whole bunch of paintings studies that didn't, I wasn't able to paint. I really wanted to paint them. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't want to do another show this year. But Gary's wants me to do it, but I don't want to. But then I was thinking, oh, I'll get to paint those paintings. <laughs> are, they, are they painted already or you're saying they're still to be painted they're still to be painted but i have they're designed and i've got studies of them because i because i did a ton of studies and i and i only you know yeah that was a trip because i basically people who the show was formed by people hitting me up and saying can you paint that one i'll buy it if you paint it and they're luckily all of the ones i, I wanted to paint um that people liked so it was like they kind of dictated 75 percent of the show you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, which which out of those studies that i chose to do which was and pretty I cool i loved hearing your, your story about how you came up with the color palette because uh that oh, was yeah. what's that that your story about how you came up with your color palette for that show was just um you know it's another one of those things those behind the scenes like moments of frustration that we all yeah and and created this really unique thing for this show yeah well it was it was a combination of accidentally ripping off steve clef and then getting pissed (laughs) pissed off and and frustrated and just throwing some paint on on the on the panel yeah it was yeah you can't you know you can't well, that's just, you know, another one of those magical moments of this yeah. podcast is like, you know, you see the work in the gallery. And like for me, like I even commented to Tony about the color palette and how cool I thought it was. 
which I didn't see it in the gallery, but I saw the pictures. And then like, you know, we, we get to hear the behind the scenes anguish that caused this. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, that was, yeah. Oh, weird, 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 a weird can year. You, Hello. Can anyone hear me? Yes. Hi. It's Tanya speaking. Hey, what's up? What's up? I got, I got no face showing here. Got, got my skull. That's okay. Um, I was going to say that one of the reflections I've had over the past year was um, learning to slow down or at least making the attempt to slow down and kind of make that space to reflect on, you know, like obviously art goals because that's what I do, but as a person and how when you make that space and you make that time to slow down and be introspective, how that kind of translates into better art or better concepts or, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like for the past, I don't know how many years, it's been like, go, 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 go all the time. Yeah. And I never really had the opportunity to grow by leaps and bounds that I've had. Mm -hmm. especially in the last year because I've had a lot of opportunities in the last year but I wouldn't have gotten them if I didn't slow down not just because of the situation we were in but because I made that concerted effort to say not everything is go 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 sometimes you got to stop yeah yeah it's hard though when when (laughs) it's hard when you when when it's you're earning your you know, you got to pay the bills and there's, you know, there's, I agree that, that it's kind of crucial to, to be able to slow down and think about what you're doing. But I feel like, you know, for the last fifth, no, maybe not 15 years, 10 years, I've just been, I haven't had an opportunity to really stop, you know, until I don't know, the last couple of years I've, I've been able to slow down, but that's mostly because I have to, Cause I just can't do it. I can't keep that pace up anymore. So I, I feel like maybe like if you lose momentum or that fear that you will lose momentum, if you slow down, that's kind of always in the back of my mind. I, I appreciate what was it Tanya was saying mm-hmm. about how it's good to take those moments of reflection because you, maybe you took close up against what you're doing to really have the holistic perspective that we, I think as individuals kind of need and maybe mm-hmm. forget about. But um, I always kind of feel like if I, if I allow myself to shift down a gear, I'm going to lose a grip on what I do have maybe. Right. Especially in these times. Yeah. Um, what it's, time it's you struggle, think right? you're saying Mm-hmm. Uh, combined is kind of how I approach the work that I did for the show that I had this year because if I slowed down and just did nothing in the time that I was otherwise doing those paintings which was starting last year when everything you know hit the fan and uh, it was just a way of thinking you know a way of um, getting all this out that I was not sure you know what to do with um, yeah and your show you had like the most amazing amazing show ever too Thank you, Chet. And I seriously, uh, one of my favorite things this year is that uh, showing up to the show of my show and you guys 
you and Gabe there. And um, it just, it was like the best way to come into the show that you guys uh, <laughs> were there and had already seen it and were so excited. Yeah, so good. So good. I couldn't believe um, it. That meant so much to me. Thank you. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you um, for making yeah, an amazing show. That. <laughs> Super That's good. Fine. Yeah, Brett was there. Brett was at the show. Yeah, Brett too. Um, I know. We met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was just I got one say, actually. My main thing was um that I I tend to use those things as challenges where yes, I need to slow down, but I also still need to be making work. Um so in the ways that I can do both in some way is how I, you know, try to make it work for myself in all ways, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that show was. It was not easy because there were times where I was like, just got to push through because what are these things I was making? You know, I didn't even know what they were. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I didn't know I had a show at the time. I wasn't. In <laughs> so it all worked out um, in that way that I think, yeah, you just have to keep going, like mm-hmm. not, not stop, like slow down is good, but not, lose momentum there's a way to keep momentum with also um like being aware of yourself and being mindful of you know what you need to take care of and that kind of thing but but continue to work um yeah i think a lot of it can be like a a mindset too the idea of slowing yourself down and uh not feeling so tense like i i've got to produce or mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my fan base if I'm not posting. Um, if you could kind of relax into it, and like Vanessa said a little bit, is remember to have a little bit of time for self-care. And say, you know, I mean, how many of you guys never take a day off once a week? I mean, I'm like that. I'm always, you know, yeah. I'll do something half a day and then maybe take half a little time off or with my girlfriend. But, you know, having a day off once a week, that's not that insane. I tried, I tried that once. It worked, it worked for a couple of weeks. (laughs) It was the best two weeks of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Not insane, but the guilt kicks in. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's half the the battle I think is managing Mm -hmm. those things that were kind of trained to feel like you have to be producing mm. that yeah. that mm-hmm. gives you value um, you have to be showing more work new work you well know, that's kind of what i was that... saying too the work that i was doing i didn't intend for it to be a show i didn't know it was going to be a show i was just making paintings i didn't know what they were going to be but i i guess in a way that part of it about taking you know the self-care part it was like just paint who cares like yeah don't worry mm-hmm. about what mm-hmm. they are just keep doing it. And that ended up working out in that way. Um, And I'm not like, I'm not saying it in a bragging way. I hope that doesn't sound that way. It's not, Oh, it ended up working out. Like it was supposed to happen. You know, if I don't know if that's coming out right either, but just to keep powering through, keep making work. It's going to be better um work that you're going to produce when you let yourself be that part of it that whole you know yeah um self-care and then whatever going into it um yeah Yeah, i I actually got when i was doing the chaos that's probably better with my light sorry i got my grabber i'm trying to adjust my lighting 
Um, don't forget to let the people in that are waiting. Oh, oh, Tom Taggart. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> uh, that sort of happened on the with the chaos pain studies. I like. I, I kind of you know hooked into this thing where I was like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. These look really good. This is different for me, and. If any anybody that's on my Patreon, it's like I was just cranking on these things. I couldn't stop. I made way more than than I needed to. I made like thirty five of these studies because I was just yeah. so in the in the zone with them. I just was just busting them out, and and it's like I got in this really great groove. Um, mm. yeah, it was it was, yeah, and great. it was it it was like it was like I was uh, painting for myself. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I got to paint for a show. It's like, oh, I'm into this. This is fun. You know, I want to keep going with this to the point where I was probably should have started painting for the show earlier, but I just kept going with these studies because they were too fun, you know? Mm-hmm. But I've well, always got really well for you to show and everything. And it, the, all the pieces were great. And, you know, the Thanks. whole thing, you know, it just so that's what I was kind of saying is just. Um, I have a quote that I have above my easel and I don't want to say it the wrong way, but hopefully I can say it um, correctly without going over there. But it's um, do not, do not mistake your next opportunity for a distraction. And that's, I have it above my easel for that reason, because I might like grab some random painting that doesn't have anything to do with anything that I have to be working on right now. And I have so many things I need to finish. Right. That's not going to end up being a distraction. It's going to end up being meaningful for something, whether it becomes a painting that I have later or something I need to get out of my system to work better on this painting I was working on. Right. All of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, this is like a, a problem that happens when you, when you start making a living painting is that you start, you, you don't, I mean, I can't, the, the, I can't think of the last time I just sat down and painted for fun without some other purpose for it, you know, either like the tutorial Mm -hmm. or I got to pay the bills this month. So I got to do some studies or I got a show coming up and I always try and paint what is fun to me, you know, to, to keep it real or whatever, or keep it fun, but just, you know, being able to just paint for the hell of it, you know, once you, once you have to, once you have to make a living, um selling that stuff it's like that's that's probably one thing that suffered the most with me is is just the art for art's sake aspect of it uh and it's and the, mm. and it's like i'm always trying to you know play this game of you know uh earning a living and keeping it good and real and fun still for myself so it's like this like kind of like purpose pin the tail on the donkey like what like like playing pin the tail on the donkey with purpose right (laughs) i mean like you know when you're actually having fun doing work whether it's like for a thing that is for your collectors or whatever or or you know there are rare occasions where you yourself say shit you don't get a lot of time to just do it because you've got a cool idea and it has no purpose outside of that moment. But then, you know, things can overlap depending on your, uh, 
your feeling or your attitude or the, your circumstances mental. or whatever you know there's like there's but sometimes it's like oh what, what is this for and does it have to be for anything but you can always make it for something later or whatever right right tom yeah, taggart don't take up tattooing hi tom <clears throat> Hey, Chet, how's it yeah. going? <laughs> Good. I, I literally just found out about this. <laughs> I, I had no, no idea. There's some reason I don't get the, I don't get the, the stuff in my, my news feed. So I got, uh, sorry. Yeah. I was kind of, you know, impromptu a little bit, but well, that's okay. you, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, Brett, you said, don't get into tattooing. What, what elaborate <laughs> on that, please. Cause I don't get into ta tattooing. I almost, I almost did. <laughs> Because you don't have time to paint. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But you're still making art every day, man. You're still doing art every day. Yeah, but it definitely <laughs> goes back to that creating art for other people. Yeah, Doing yeah. it for the money. Yeah. My best friend yeah. of, of uh, over 25 years is a tattoo artist. And he said that tattooing has made it where, like, his the way he describes it is, like, his creative gas tank is always empty from, like, you know, like yeah. doing like script on random people's hips and stuff where he never wants to paint anymore. And so he That's wants a, to, yeah. he wants to transition out of tattooing so he can have creative energy again. If that, I mean, I, I'm sure That's, that makes sense yeah. to you, Brett. That's how it was in, in effects. It's like, for it, sure, you know, all day but, you're, you're expanding all this creative energy. And the, the thing that motivated me was like, I have to get out of this. Like the I same with music out. stuff, like when it's, you when you work in the pipeline, yeah, yeah. you just get completely burned out on writing your own stuff. Yeah, I I, mm. I just had to I had to get. It's like I knew I had to get out, and and I was getting older. I was like, I got to do this now. So that mm. became the fuel to get to 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 you know make it happen. It was like this is the this is the only way out for me. I'm not switching careers. I'm not doing another like service type of career. Um. You know, if I'm mm. gonna if I'm gonna make a change, it's like I could stay here and be comfortable and keep making good money and just work on you know work to nine to five. But if if I'm gonna make a change, I'm gonna make it count. So I'm gonna do my own stuff, and yeah. that was the exciting thing. And then I got here, and then it's like, oh shit, this is almost exactly like working effects. <laughs> not really, not really, not really. But but. It, it was like you know you know the analogy i always i always say it's like i expected you know let me see how do i do this on camera i expected this is this is you know working a regular job and then working uh fine art being a fine artist doing whatever you want is like way up here and it's like it turns yeah. out it's like right right about there for sure you know it's like it's better definitely <laughs> but it's not that much better because you have to do all this other shit that you didn't even think about like business taxes and all this mm -hmm. crap, you know, all this mm -hmm. crap and, and, yeah. and, you know, commissions you might not want to do because you need to pay the bills and getting five years behind on your Kickstarter book and, you know, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so but it's to like, be, to be fair, like tattoo artists don't have to work five days a week, but they do because they get addicted to the money. They actually can choose their own tattoo hours. artists. You said, yeah. Are you addicted to the money, Brett? Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> Do you have to it, do five uh, days a week? <laughs> it did help me buy a Chet painting this year and a Vaseline painting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you could quick make uh, arguably 
<laughs> arguably a tattooist could work two to three days a week and make enough money, but almost none of them do. Quick, quick logistics. So, uh, there are people in the waiting room chat. Oh, thank you. No problem. It depends on how many expenses you took on. Has given me. <clears throat> it would have been cool to see chat do a couple more tattoos. Yeah, I did enough to know it was too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Who is someone else said something? Who was that? All these people coming in. Oh, it was me. I was just saying it also just depends on how many expenses you, you take on. It's like if you decide to get a mortgage, all of a sudden it's like no mm. matter what your job is, it becomes a grind, you know, or if you have kids. Yeah, mm. yeah. it's definitely. Yeah, I, I work way harder than I did before. You know, so it's like, it's not, I guess it's, I guess it feels like it's not easier. It's harder. It's harder than, than a regular job in a different way, even though, you know, my job was not a regular job by any means, but it felt like a regular job after doing it for 15 or 20 years. Wouldn't you rather starve building your own dream though, than feast like building someone else's? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm doing it. That's what I'm doing. So <laughs> I think that's the key, what Josh just said, that that drives you. You know, if you're putting in these extra hours and it's and it's feeling really tough, at least you're building your own business and yeah. your own art body of work and, and ideas and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and there's that's- nothing wrong with straddling both. You know, I'm I've been a pro illustrator for my whole life mostly and until more recently, I've been doing less, but I still do some of that. So, yeah, know. yeah, I've done I've done commercial stuff, too. I've worked I've done some shop stuff here and there. And actually, it makes it fun again, having stepped away from it. It's like, you know, you want variety. You start wanting variety or I, I wanted some variety. So it's like, oh, let me do some uh, makeup effects gig for a couple of weeks. That'd be fun. That sounds like fun working on my movie, maybe for that might be a good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just you know, there's there's no easy way out. There's no easy. There's no easy anything. There's always something difficult about anything. I feel like the things that I spend my time doing, which is you know mostly painting and, and working all the time, is really what I want to be doing the most. Yeah, um, and also it's um there's something about just in more recent years me having more of that fire under my ass to like do that every day I mean I did I have all my life I can't I don't know a time when I wasn't that way but it is more intense now mm-hmm. um, and I think there's like certain things in my life that that caused that um if I really sat and thought about that but I just feel like I want to get as much in as I can you know while I'm here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel no. Like if people actually got to a point, artists who could dial their workload down to two or three days a week from a financial level, then the monkey on the back would creep up. Like you'd want, you'd, you'd the grass greener thing, you know, you'd want to get back to that place where you were, forced to grind or whatever because the, when you're in the thick of it you you kind of you know it's that grass green thing you don't see all of the parts of it that you actually subliminally maybe enjoy 
And you, you dial back to two days a week and you'd miss, I think, parts of the grind is, a, a, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And it's like, you know, the more successful you get, the more you want to keep going further and hit it. You know, it's like, it's like they say, it's like you get you once you go over, a, you climb this mountain and then you realize there's like another mountain on the other side of it. It just never ends. And so it's more like, you know, reorienting yourself to accept that it's not about achieving a goal as much as like living a certain lifestyle and living a certain way and, and, and making your life all about creating the work that you want to do. Yep. And that's it. And, and, you know, cause I've always treated it. It's, it's to me, it's always been like, I have to make this work financially because that's the only way I could do it. I'm not in a position to where I can, you know, I've got, I want to, I want to do a lot of stuff. I want to do a lot of work. Um, so I had to make it work, which means, you know, I've probably sacrificed years off my life probably in the end, you know, it's just do, doing so working so hard and stuff, but, but uh, I wouldn't take it back though. You know, it's like, I'm, I, I love, ultimately I love what I'm doing and it, it, you know, it's just it turns the sacrifice into an investment, you know, what's that? Oh, right. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's the other thing. It's, it's it, it, when I was in effects, I kept, and I've said this before, I know um, I felt like every project I worked on was not doing anything for me other than, you know, I hit a certain point with my technical skills is like, I can't really, you know, it's doing this kind of effects work. It's not like I'm about as good as I'm ever going to get, you know, sculpting. And if there's, I don't know, there's a certain point where it's like your, your improvements are so minor, maybe that no one would know. You wouldn't even notice them. It's more like, okay, I can work more efficiently. I can work faster, uh, you know, make less mistakes or whatever. Mm. But, but I felt like every time I was doing something, I, I wasn't getting anything out of it. Like personally, whereas now, as much as I'm busting my ass all the time, Everything I do is, I feel like it's contributing to my future in a way, you know, it's another piece of work. If it's a study, it's like, I've got, it's somehow adding up for me and it counts in some way. Like I can make prints of the thing. I can, you know, it's, it's another piece of work. Piece out of the equation of it being for someone else. Like it is for someone else, but in, in the intention isn't, you know, Mm-hmm. So the piece, that piece being out of the equation is your own, you know, challenging yourself, your own satisfaction with the piece, you know, where it's right. finished, that kind of thing. And not just it being a thing that you had to get done for this thing. Right. It's the puzzle game, the painting, the painting. Mm. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I do it? Can I do it again? Can I, you know, this Rubik's cube of, of a painting, can I yeah. figure it out again? Is it going to take longer this time and and then you get good at it and then it's more about like okay can i do this in a shorter time frame or limit my color palette and you start adding like challenges to it yep 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 i think all the color out and that's enough challenge or work with a tool that you don't Mm -hmm. normally work with and just like do that for i did i started all these sketchbooks which i'm doing right now over talking um just by doing that to myself it was one 
time where I was saying I didn't have time to do the, oh, it was, it was how everybody does that Inktober thing. And I was like, I don't have time to do it. And I was like, that's stupid. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I was like, I can make time for it, you know, because it doesn't have to be this amazing finished piece, you know, but I can sit down and do an ink drawing every day. Right. So I didn't do the challenge with all the prompts, but I did my own ink drawing every day. And I really haven't stopped since then. And that was like three years ago. You know, I just, I can't stop sometimes. I do like a whole bunch at one time, but it came from that challenging of find another way. If you think you don't have time, you know, there is a place in your schedule that you can do that and how can you make it work yeah it's like meditating or exercise or whatever you can mm. figure it out yeah or eating properly yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. sleeping more sleeping more than four hours every day <laughs> oh whoa, whoa, slow down. Slow. <laughs> i know that's excessive isn't it it's kind of excessive <laughs> what sleep yeah, that- what the awesome thing about your quote, Vanessa, about um, it's, it's kind of just like trusting in the process and getting out of your own way. Yeah. And these moments of magic happen instead of like mm-hmm. thinking that everything has to be exactly the way you planned. Otherwise, it's a failure. Because I think, you know, like, for example, Chet's paintings for the show and, and a lot of other things, you know, things that I've done, like that did not go as planned actually turned out better than what I could have planned. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the fun. That's the fun part of, of art. That's what I love yeah. about it is when you, when you, you know, the happy accidents or you do something that like, I could, I feel like I could have never thought of that if I tried to think mm-hmm. of it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's what's, that's the magic. Yeah. I had like this one piece that um, I did quite a while ago and it was um, the first it was like my first group show in like a real gallery that I had had um, once I started doing like visual art again after a lot of years. And there was part of the piece because I do mainly assemblage work. And sometimes you don't know if something's going to work until you actually put it together, Mm. you know, regardless of all the sketching or whatever planning you do. And it was the night before the show and these arms like it just it didn't work it just completely didn't work so I had to like at the last minute come up with the plan b and I, I feel like my plan b that I was forced into is is one of the best parts of the piece yeah yeah <laughs> that happens a lot yeah yeah that's great we got Carrie Ann Bada just came in we got Dina Gore came in hello and Chris Bolton and it's like the magic mirror on uh, another old person reference. I'm not going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Tom, do you think, do you think if you took out the the whole like audience part of it, would you still be doing what you do? Like if you were on a desert Island and no one was seeing your work, yeah, you'll be motivated to do it. Definitely. I, I think about that a lot. And I think like if I were in that situation, I'd probably go like, in totally different directions than what I'm doing now because I would oh, just be me. 100%. Right. I wouldn't be worried about anything other than what's going to make me happy today. And I would just be building all kinds right. of great stuff. Well, that's like the, that's, that's the, that's how I've tried to like game the system in a way, you know, it's like I tried to have a career doing the kind of stuff I would make anyway. Yeah. 
you know, and, and it's mm. like, you know, there's a certain aspect of, okay, I'm doing puzzles this year, sketches on puzzles this year, you know, which is like a commercial thing. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. People like it, but you know, the, the stuff I'm drawing on the puzzles are stuff that I would be sketching in my sketchbook anyway, Yeah, you know? So, so I hear what you're saying, but I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, actually ask you tom uh for your thoughts of this year because i know you've been like you kind of blew up a bit i know you've been like you've been you had a pretty good year didn't you uh yeah i've been doing pretty good i've been doing pretty well ever since i went viral but you know there's there's mm -hmm. always the, the dark side to that as well. yeah i know you got a lot of imitators too right it's insane. Not just imitators, like with the technology that they have now, they're they're actually taking photographs off of Facebook and yeah. printing them out. They're they're printing out my sculptures. Oh my god, that's what ha that's you know that's <laughs> when you have a good idea, man. Yeah, it's like but, I mean, it, I could sit here and and lose what's left of my hair over it, or I could just keep going. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I, there's a, there's a, you know, a couple people keep trying to get me, you know, involved in lawsuits and trying to get yeah. me. To and I just don't have the energy for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd rather be focused on creating new things. Like, I, I think more like, okay, if they're going to copy me, I got to get better to the point right. where they can't copy me and just yep. keep doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah, but that's it, it ages you, man. I'm it's also kind of flattering though it's flattering to have someone want to your work so bad they're willing to uh, go to such lengths not. to steal it yeah it's, it's, it's not, not at all. It's, not, it's like it's like telling someone who got mugged that it sh you should be flattered that someone wanted to beat the crap out <laughs> take your money yeah, yeah. <laughs> what tom was saying like what tom was just saying about if you were stuck on a desert island with no audience, would you still do the same kind of stuff? I feel like when you actually get into a positive feedback loop with your audience and your collectors, there's an energy that pushes you to try new stuff as well as doing what you're doing, I think. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah I think Chet, you and I talked about it uh, like last year at some point. And, you know, just pushing that, what, what we didn't know, you know, what it was that we wanted to do next. And right. um, I think that's what these paintings for my show this year were. were. Um, and then now I just want to, you know, keep exploring that. Right. But it was what a lot of people, like people told me um, it was bold to do what I did and, and that kind of thing. And I, I just found mm. that really interesting that that was a common thing said to me at the show. And what you said, um, you did it. That was like one of the first things you said when I came uh, into the room. And I, I always wanted to ask you like what you meant, but I think that is what you meant, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you did like the, you did the, to me, it was like, you did, I mean, you did it. You put the show together. You did, you, you did an amazing show, like a totally 10 of 10 show, but you also, you you did that Bekshinsky thing. That's what comes to mind. Where it's like you can't put your finger on it. You know, it's like you did that mm. thing that has like the magical thing that you can't put your finger on. It's different. It's like it's the thing that we're always trying to do. We're always trying to add that thing to where it's like 
Oh, bye, Wendy. Are you leaving? Is that what you're saying? Was yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're not well. So thanks, guys. Thank Y'all are a huge inspiration oh, on right. my work, even though I'm not very active in this community, but I pay attention and you all are very inspiring. Oh, thanks. We, we love having you part of the community. Take care. You guys huh? are great. Yes. Uh, Take care. Be well. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Well, I, I was saying, Vanessa was the, uh, uh, it's like, I think that, I think every artist is trying to, you know, do the magic thing, you know, to where it's like you, 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 you make a piece that is, you know, beyond, you know, you're reaching for something. You're trying to always go further, I think, and, and touch this thing that you can't name or put your finger on when you see, you know, when you see like, when you see a painting that has it, you just like, Oh man, that has, it's it. It's the thing, you know, that's the thing. And it's not, there's no formula for that. You can't, you know, it's not like you can just do it. It's, it has to kind of come organically, I think in some weird way that that's what makes it special is that it's not like this controllable thing. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so, you know, that's what I meant really. <laughs> Yeah, I just once we started talking about this, I felt like it was or I was reminded of that because um, I wasn't thinking about that. But um, I don't have like for me, it was just a getting through the day. You know, that was what those paintings were. It was mm -hmm. not knowing what I was doing. Right. And but, yeah, having that faith to keep doing it. Battling, really. Yeah. Um, but and it was you know, sometimes difficult. And I just think that whole year was for everyone. Like, what are we saying? And then that, Oh, I guess the reason I was bringing it up is because I think uh, Otis, you were saying that um, uh, there's something that is you're known for, or, you know, accepted in, in the general public or whatever. And so you start to do what that is too, like you start to get that, get work doing that. And so you start to do more of that. And then that's kind of where I felt like, and that was what started our conversation that, you know, year ago or whatever we had two years ago, maybe, um, where it was like, what else would we do? You know, what, what is it? What is that other, what is another thing I want to do with my work? I don't know yet. Um, but I know it doesn't, I don't want it to be, you know, this, whatever this is that, people keep saying, or uh, I am, or that, um, you know, I'm getting commissioned to do or all that. The more I get commissioned to do it, the more that I, if I post it and share it, the more people see that that's what I do all the time. The more you get in the cycle of, ah, you know, I don't want to be mm -hmm. doing just this thing every time. So mm -hmm. um, that was my breaking out of that. Um, and why, you know, well, I, th I think if you, the, if you, you know, the best kind of fan base to cultivate are the people that appreciate that about you and they want to be surprised as well like mm. they want you there it's almost like they're rooting for you to find that thing yeah and to, and to go further the the real fans or whatever you want to call them collectors or appreciators or whatever they they're not there for the same old thing right you know they want yeah to, they want you to to do that for them you know to to blow their minds again with some something right. new you know and you, you find that out by doing it. There's no other way to find that out, you know? 
Mm-hmm. You could find out that like you could keep doing the thing that's more commercial and maybe you'll get more commissions that way. But you never really know that there are those people that are really rooting for you to do this other right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can I ask mm-hmm. you a quick question? Vanessa, you said something really interesting that I never thought about. Um, use the word acceptance. And, you know, that's not something that artists really have a surplus of. And, and I wonder if there's a certain kind of back and forth that people have when you find acceptance and there's like a certain resistance to it right away where you're like, you know, like everybody craves acceptance, but when you get it as an artist, it's almost like, oh, but I'm not like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be so narrowly defined. I don't want to be trapped. Yeah. I want to, I kind of, you know, there's an appeal to being the outcast because you're like, well, at least I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, does that resonate with yeah, anybody? I could say for this, the show, the Liminal Being show this year, <clears throat> I posted a couple uh, a while back and then I, I started like, oh, maybe I should sh- wait to share it because it's coming out and they're, and they're different. You know, people are going to, you know, feel that they're different. I feel like there's so much me, but I also lived with them for two years while I was making them. So um, but I don't feel like there's such a departure or anything, which some people said, but I almost then, you know, kept them back because when I first put them out there, I was like, Oh my gosh, they were so, I don't know, like little children I was putting out or something. I was so nervous about it. And then, um, I realized I shouldn't do that. I should share as I'm working on them because they will be what we should be helping people accept these as also being accepted acceptable um the only way of doing that is to continue to put it out there if you if that's something that's important to you you can paint in your room and never show anyone if you want that's great but if you you know if that is a part of what you're doing is and it's important um then you do need to have it out there um and i realized when i did no it was as far as acceptance go it was people going you know, like a lot less, um, whatever likes or all that kind of stuff, but you just keep doing it. You just keep putting them out there. Um, it's like starting over. It's like starting your, your Instagram, you know, um, account over again, like how you started in the very beginning and then just, you know, gaining that momentum in that with those pieces. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know what made me, you know, continue to do it, but it's just something where you just go, this is, this is how it's going to get, I don't know, get seen or, or for it not to be weird to people. That's the whole point of the show. I mean, that was actually the, the, the theme of the show um, was for people to be more accepting of different. Um, basically, that was in a really broad sense. That was the theme of the show. So I had to put it out there because that is the point. <laughs> right. The more you put out, even like if you have a Patreon or social media stuff where you're posting um, process things, or then your audience is going to, the longer they follow you, they're going to notice the, the kinks and turns that you make along the way. And you might not, but, you know, it's subjective. Everyone's going to, they're going to see that more clearly. I think the more you put out, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. That's part of that feedback loop that you play into with your audience. I think that 
keeps the momentum going. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I I I think the the um, audience feedback is kind of underrated in a way. It's really amazing to have access to people who love your work and to be able to share it with them while you're painting it, while you're creating it. Not not so much that you're like, should I use this color red or that color red? Totally. You know, it's more like sharing it. And just seeing, I, I mean, I like to see what people, what people like about it because it, you know, it, it makes me think about my work differently. You know, mm. it's just that feedback and it's not like I'm looking, I'm trying to get approval all the time. It's more like uh, I saw a lot of people will see something totally in a different way that I thought of. And that just makes the, mm. you know, it makes my work make more sense to me just yep you know, hearing about it from other people. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely great when you're struggling with something and you're having a hard time and you post it and people just like go nuts over it and it makes you feel like, you know, better about it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, oh, that makes you go, Oh, really? You like that yeah. one? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Other, you know, that's my least favorite one. That's uh, yeah, nine times out of ten. That's what happens. Nine times out of ten. I kind of like. I love that you get that feedback though, because it lets you know which ones are actually yeah. connecting with people. I agree. I post, um, you know, progressions, and I know some of you guys do too. And you'll get that kind of comment, like, "Oh, wow, it changed so much from that last, you know, stage that I really liked a lot." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Oh, you should have left it at that. Hey, uh, Carrie, yeah. Carrie Ann Bada said, our internet is really bad. So I will write here, Vanessa, the work was wonderfully different in the context of the pop surreal lowbrow scene, which is very representational. Going abstract is even more daring in context. Wow, thanks. Yeah, daring. You know, I, I, I'm flattered by that. Uh, I don't know if that's a flattering meant to be flattering, but I really am because I don't, I know what I know. I mean, it was hard. It was not, you know, um, it wasn't commercial. So it wasn't ever thinking about um, what will happen with it. Um, but, and so I guess that's sometimes where you fight. And then there were, there are some paintings or even behind some behind me up top that uh, I couldn't get through because they were too difficult about what mm. they were about um, and they didn't make it in the show. Um, and they might not even seem that way to other people, who knows? Um, but yeah, so to hear that is this other level of daring to me that it means a lot. So I really appreciate it. Parker said, this piece reminds me of, <laughs> that was, a, was that another, uh, yeah. Terrible thing to hear. That uh, reminds me of. <laughs> anyway, there's sorry. Little, yeah, there's that. <laughs> I really, well, it's I really very subjective. I yeah. What people saw in the pieces too, though, which is a different thing. Like they saw all sorts of things and shared that, and that's where I started to gain that. You know, more of a connection with people again um, was to hear uh, all those things that people saw. It's so cool, you know. Even if they're like, they, people that might not know how to word something or not even be careful about how they word it. And it could be really raunchy sounding sometimes when they were supposed And I thought that's so neat that like they just openly shared that, you know, right. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Starting that conversation is what kind of what it's all about. Yeah. I, I, had, I sold a painting at the LA art show of just which, Oh, it was this one called the dream. Was it the dreamer? Yeah. The dreamer where it was like a guy just kind of like with a, I did it for that beautiful bizarre show about uh, dreams or something <laughs> out of body, <laughs> out of body. Lucid, lucid dreaming. That's that it, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lucid yeah. dreaming, and it was just like a weird guy, the square head guys I do, and like it had a kind of a tube coming out, and it was very like it had glow in the dark stars in the background. It had a little my five in there hidden and glow in the dark paint, a glow in the dark frame. It was super cool, and then just some random guy bought it because he thought it was Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he thought it was like he thought it was a frankenstein painting i'm like all right i'll take you know that's fine <laughs> yeah. he enjoyed it you know doesn't hey, yeah, hey, yeah you got amanda yeah, in the waiting room what, what was that so you got amanda in the waiting room yeah yeah just let her in thank you oh cool yeah, it's yeah. not up to you to decide that it's not Frankenstein. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, you know, <laughs> I told Gary, I was like, well, you know, it's like those flat-headed, square-headed guys I paint all the time are kind of influenced by, you know, Boris Karloff as Frankenstein because it's yeah. like, I think it's the coolest monster ever. And, and so it, it's definitely wait, taken. Wait, 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 wait. Creature from the Black Lagoon is the coolest monster ever. <laughs> i'm a zombie so, guy man i'm a zombie guy yeah, i'm always zombies. gonna it's like i can't I, I i i will always prefer dead things to weird <laughs> yes, things just that, the way i just the way i am i don't know what it there's is there's that square-headed zombie in dawn of the dead that gets his head that's chopped true off by the road so <laughs> there true. you go you know that's that was kind of thinking <laughs> no i just oh the design God. you know it's it's like the I, I creature from the black lagoons amazing of course it's classic you know um uh, but I, i'm definitely like my preference is human more human creatures mm -hmm. for some reason you know it's like I, I of course i love i love all kinds of monsters but my personal preference are these ones that just you know if you look at the most of the stuff i paint it's like they kind of look like people you know mm -hmm. they're not like humanoid Think, they're not they're not like you know it's not like a fish guy it's like a, uh you know what i'm saying it's like they're like it's, a, your, it's, it's like, your uncle it's, so it's your uncle or so your granddad or right right you used to <laughs> deliver your mail and it's like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's like there's so. a weird mortality to it as well it's like i can kind of i mean i do it all the time with some of my drawings is people were like that looks like my dad that's like oh, i was not <laughs> intending it to look right. like your dad. oh yeah yeah i don't yeah. want your dad done, to be dead like, definitely i've done that as a zombie yeah. but a lot of people like that. That's like it looks like someone. Either it's an actor, or yeah, there's, some, yeah. there's something in the eyes, or there's something in the bridge yeah, in the nose. Yeah. Even oh, though it's mostly skin and skull, it's like there's right. still a bit of personality going on in there. So yeah, it is I'll, weird. I'll give you that, Tom. I mean, I, the creature from the Black Lagoon is a better design than the Frankenstein, but I like Frankenstein better. I think you're like, it resonates <laughs> with me. Resonates with me more. I just I think, love it. I think we both kind of go <laughs> for the more tragic monsters, though, in general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the you ones you feel it, sorry for. Most like a Freddy or a Jason that just run around killing everybody. Right, right. Freddy Krueger was a is child molester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
He was. Freddy Krueger was a child <laughs> monster. Everyone forgets that. Oh, my God. What do you mean? I was going to say that. That's, that's why they killed him. Yeah. He was a child oh, molester God. in the first movie. That was the whole, yeah, that's why the the, fam- the families got together and set his house on fire because he was molesting kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so crazy. I've I never know. seen it. And then he became like this <laughs> hero monster, which is like, what? I always yeah. forget oh that God. part of his origin story. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's totally pretty like bad. Charlie Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to cancel him, Chuck? <laughs> yeah, cancel Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Probably why you haven't seen a reboot or a remake of it, I guess. There was a, re- there was a remake. Yeah, yeah, but he, the guy that but didn't, yeah. was oh yeah, he kind of looked like a melted cat. Yeah, I, I, that was it was a strange makeup. I liked the makeup. They I just, really hammered. I, I just didn't like too. like the movie. I just thought it was mm. bad. I mean, the original was great. I I saw the original when it came out in the theater. My dad took Whoa. me, and. There was no, it was, it was a small, tiny little ad. And cause I was a geek, I knew Wes Craven. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was like, Oh, Wes Craven. Like I, I knew about this from my monster magazines and stuff. It was a tiny little ad in the paper for, for this movie. <laughs> and then we went to go see it. Nobody was in the theater. It was like before it got popular and we we're sitting there with like two other people in the theater. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. That's the best when you get, that kind of thing where you're in the theater alone. Yep. Back in the day. It feels creepy. Well, it's, it's, um, we had this discussion in an art jam uh, hangout um, this year about shows and group shows and themes. And actually it was Frankenstein. (laughs) I think was the, someone just said randomly, well, what if I, you know, you had to do a painting for a Frankenstein show would you just not take it because you don't paint frankenstein and i was like but you're thinking about that theme so wrong you know like think about it less like it has to be the likeness of frankenstein like a portrait of him and more like mm. psychology of that right right yeah yeah you know? totally yeah it's yeah. what you what you yeah. bring to it you know right I make a more modern frankenstein and call him steiny frank <laughs> <laughs> frankenstein <laughs> Hey, um, I wanted to ask Vanessa, what was the show you did? Like, can um, is there somewhere I could look at those pieces you were talking about? Uh, oh, I think uh, you said they were pretty experimental for you or something like that, right? Capro. Oh, yeah, it's up at Capro. Capro. Oh, okay. Cool. Capro's uh, site. It was uh, the show in November. Yeah, and they still have okay, a link cool. to it, I think, to see all the paintings. Yeah, yeah. They always they keep all their shows up. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gary and Erica were telling me that you can actually look back all the way to all their shows. Yeah, it's amazing. That's what I do. Whenever I like forget a, a, a title of one of my paintings or something, or I need the <laughs> the year, I like do a search Capro, Chet Zar, and, I, and like, you know, whatever the, or if it's a, a year, that's what it is. I'll search the title of the painting, Capro, Chet Zar, and then it's like always takes me there. And, it's, <laughs> and it, that's how I know the years of my paintings. <laughs> I know. I'll look up online before I actually like look at my own files. Oh, there we go. Carrie Ann just uh, posted it. Oh, and so did Steve Clef. It's in the chat, Alan. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. I'm looking at it now. Good night, everyone. Have a great night. It's great. Happy holidays. Hey, you too. Thanks for coming and uh, good talking to you.
Yeah, but the different um, theme shows, I really like for a lot of reasons too, not just the themes, but the group, you know, the, all the other people that come to it, the other types of, you know, who knows the kinds of people you're going to meet and yeah. um, all the other people in the show. I, you know what, I, I've, I've, I'm so against themed group shows <laughs> and, and it's like, it, it, but, it, but, but hear me out first though. It's like, I, I I'm for, I mean, I think they're cool. I like to go to them. I like to, you know, if I'm interested in a subject, if there was like a Dawn of the dead themed group show, I'd be there in a second or whatever <laughs> Frankenstein theme. But, um, I I've done so many group shows and it, and it's so you're, you're right though. Cause it's like what you bring to it, you know, it, it's, it's kind of on you if you, if you can't come up with something to, to make it cool. But I mm. felt like, especially in all the group shows I did like that, I ended up the painting never sold. And I mm. had a piece that nobody in my, my collector base wanted because it was so far outside of my wheelhouse. Yeah. You know? Like a painting of Andy Dick I did for the comedian <laughs> show. I got, a, I got a signed Andy Dick. And so, what? Yeah. No, no. But it's like, you know, I was desperate. I, think, like, you know, I was getting in shows, any shows I could get into. So I took yeah, it. Yeah. That's the thing is, I think that kind of I, uh, mentality about it is the other way of the other person that where they were coming from when we had that conversation, because it's the same as like people trying to get work doing you know whatever some kind of thing i don't want to name any certain things i don't want to put you know um that out there on the recording but <laughs> there's certain things that people want to do and they like try to paint like that thing in order to get that job instead of right really thinking about if they get asked to do a job and also artists they get to ask to do a job to mention to do a job and they think they suddenly need to change up what they're doing um, in order to make it fit this job. And it's like, that's why they asked you to do the job because right. you work in the way it looks already. You don't change what it looks like to do the job. Right. Right. Mm. Well, I, I, I do have to say, I, I definitely, you know, it's funny. My, that was my mom's favorite painting of mine. I think that Andy Dick, <laughs> I did. Andy. Oh my Dick. God. I, it was like, oh, you know, I didn't even God. know who Andy Dick was at the time when they assigned me this. Okay. And so I looked him up and realized, or maybe I did know that he was just like a f total fuck up, you know, yeah. alcoholic, drug addict, just like life out of control and always being wacky. But I didn't know that know him that well. I didn't know his comedy really. And so I looked him up and I found a picture of him like as this totally fucked up clown <laughs> from like some skit he was doing it was like ronald mcdonald's just like disheveled and his makeup's all smeared and i was like oh that's perfect that's perfect i'll do a portrait of him as this screwed up clown because it's exactly what he is you know he's like right. he's like a you know just like a, a total fuck up you know and trying and trying to make a big joke out of it but he's like tragic really and so <laughs> so i was i was able Brutal. to like turn it into like a real painting that was like made a statement and um i think andy dick just joined the chat yeah <laughs> oh, Sean Michael's here. Um, but, but it was it was in a show that got a bunch of publicity and there was a there was a um a podcast and, and sarah silverman and some other comedian were like running walking walking around talking about the paintings oh, and, cool. and, and sarah silverman said when she got to mine she's like 
oh my God, that's so haunting. You know, like she totally got it. She didn't laugh and say, Yay. oh, he's a, he's a, oh, he's a whack, weird, messed up clown. She's like, totally got it. Like, oh God, this is dark. It was because it was really dark. It was because it was like, it looked like a homeless clown kind of. Oh my God. <laughs> and it, it did eventually sell, but it was like 10 years later in yeah. France. I think it sold in France of all places. I can't, it's so weird because I can't imagine like someone being a fan of you and also of Andy Dick's right. comedy. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> I know. It's it so totally, disparate. It was so, that's, but, but that was kind of what I, what I meant about, I mean, I guess I was able to take that assignment and make it a good piece of art, but ultimately I, I wound up as far as, you know, from a sales perspective, just sitting on this painting that nobody wanted for like 10 years because it's, yeah. you know, you really got to find the right person to buy that piece. But I reckon that's when like group shows are being done wrong. If you're being assigned something so specific like that, rather than, you know, do a comedian that you love and resonate. Right. With, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I do group themed group shows now, it's more like I try and keep it as open as possible because, you know, you want the artist to, you're choosing the artist because you know the kind of work they do. So you want to, see their thing you see them do their thing you know yeah use their imagination like yeah yeah how about a group show where everybody does norman fell (laughs) (laughs) that's a great idea i would totally be into that only like you know nobody would only only people over 50 would know who the fuck norman fell is yeah (laughs) yeah only me and tom me and tom are the only ones laughing about this joke (laughs) <laughs> and everybody's like, what? I, I'm with you, Chet. I'm not yet 50. <laughs> I'm laughing on the inside. Yeah. I actually would, you know, he started out as a serious actor. It'd be great to find like one of his really dramatic. Oh, there we roles, go. Because yeah. everybody thinks it was a goofball from Three's Company now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Ropers. I think he's in uh, It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World, isn't he? Isn't he one of the cops in there? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. That way everybody was in that movie. Oh, one of my favorites. <laughs> Carrie Ann is laughing. Someone posted a, 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 a my Andy Dick painting in the chat. Oh, Par- Parker did. <laughs> I did thick impasto for the curly hair. That's one. That's the thing. The technical achievement I made on that painting. It was the first time I ever did oh. a super thick impasto curly Ooh, hair. Cool. It works well on there. Yeah. Thank you. What what was the name of that show? I'm really curious what the what this was uh, standing up against. It was I think it was called Comedians, and it was Gallery 1988. Called Comedians. Wow. I think I think it was called Comedians. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had even that narrow of a theme that I've participated in. So that might be where I'm coming from. With yeah. Right. <laughs> Theme shows. I know other ones were like, I did one for um, Hyena, which was be is like cult movies, and they had a list. And the, you know, I know by the time that I uh, uh, chose mine, most of them were taken. So it was I ended up doing the guy from uh, David Carradine as Frankenstein in uh, Death Race two thousand. Because I like that character, but they, I think that's still sitting in dark art. I, was, I thought it was a great painting. I really, it was a good portrait of, of 
the guy, the character in Death Race 2000, the old one, the good one. And, um, but it's still, I think it's still sitting there. I don't think they ever sold it again. It's like so obscure, you know, who's going to, who even knows of Death Race 2000 anymore? It's like, I remember it because Stallone's first movie, I I believe. Yeah. 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 It was the first, it was the, yeah, it was the first R rated movie I ever saw. I remember that. I was like shocked at the blood. I was like, Oh, I had this sick feeling in my stomach. Like, wow. <laughs> so I was like eight or nine or something. And exceptionally cool looking vehicles. Yeah. Mary did the burnout. Spiky cars. Did the burnout on the guy's leg. He runs him over in the, in the little river and then <laughs> burns out in his leg and all the blood comes up. It was just like so shocking to me. I remember being shocked <laughs> when they dragged out all the old people. To oh, get yeah. Yeah. The, did you see that the, was the thing? I was like, oh, the uh, chairs and the bodies popping up. And, and, yeah. That was always a bit. That's a great. It's it's a great. That's actually a great uh, cult movie. It is. It's like social satire. Oh, there you go. We'll do do a Corman uh, theme show. Yeah, drag drag that painting out and put that in there. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's getting late. We've been talking for at least two hours and I, and remember this is a, a podcast so um i think you know I, i'm gonna at least stop recording if you guys want to stay on I'll, I'll leave it up if you want but um i have to go eat and stuff yeah, i think it's good i'm gonna head out too but thank you everybody for um being here in the conversation thank you so much chet for doing this yeah it was super fun it was a you know i thought it went went well I thought, well, definitely, I think we should do it again. I think it's a cool, yeah. cool idea. You know, I'll see. I'm curious how the, uh, <clears throat> how the listeners are going to respond. The ones that weren't in the, um, in the chat here or in the, in the zoom, but it, uh, mm. I wonder how it'll work as a podcast. I'm just going to post it the whole thing, except for me in the beginning, trying to figure out how to do closed caption for Michael. <laughs> 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 hey, hey Chad, before you go, can I can I just say uh thanks for doing these podcasts? I know it's hard work and it it really is creating this soundtrack of art and artists working in their studios is really nothing like it. And it's uh it's just such a cool thing to have in the world to be able to listen to while you're painting or just like cleaning your studio or getting getting psyched up and it's uh I, it feels bigger than I feel like you know it is. It's 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 like a really important, like unique thing. So thanks. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I've got I've got no. I can't tell. You know, it's like I just I just know that people, like you just said, once in a while, people will message me that same sentiment. Like they really love the podcast and appreciate it. And so I just keep doing it for that reason, really. And so is this recording still? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you're going to get a lot of messages now. What's yeah. that? Oh, yeah. You're going to get deluges of messages. All. It's like <laughs> finding the right therapy group. It is like finding the right therapy group, Chet. It's really good. It's like you go through so many therapy groups and then you find the oh, right okay. one that, that uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you can resonate with everyone. And it's, I mean, it, it's appreciative, especially, you know, I think I could speak for Ash and myself being so far away from everything mm. as well that it gives you more of a connection to that, the, the, you know, the people, the artists, and it's hugely yeah. appreciated. It's hugely yeah. appreciated because 
I mean, again, coming from Perth, which is pretty isolated, Melbourne's a little bit more arty. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, there's less of it here. We're very sports driven, you know. Right. Yeah, gross. You know, it's all, it's all cricket and football here. So you talk about art. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, the, the artwork, you know, people don't really have a, have a time for it, unfortunately. So it's nice to go yeah. somewhere and have somewhere where you can exist there for a little bit and kind of, Sure. It's like going, I mean, it's yeah. like going to a convention or something and talking with like-minded people, but being an artist, yeah, being an artist, you don't always get a chance to leave the house. So it's nice to have the people come to you. Yeah. So it is, yeah. we thoroughly appreciate it. And yeah. I mean, we're just, I'm just glad everyone's here and we're here for, you know, we're stick, sticking it out and the movement's still going and everyone's mm-hmm. still doing amazing work as well. I mean, the, the Facebook is just, it's my go-to yeah, every day yeah. just to get a little bit of inspiration. Also, you know, to pull my hair out a bit and go, well, look at that. You know, look, this person's <laughs> killing it, man. It's like, yeah. it's amazing. It's wicked. Uh, hopefully everyone, yeah, and hopefully everyone just keeps doing more and more and more uh, and keeps okay. you know, pushing themselves and challenging themselves because that's the thing that makes it so much so polarizing is that everyone looks like they're really enjoying themselves to a certain degree, but challenging themselves each time they put out a piece, you know, having a forum where people can put that stuff out there as well and Mm. and have Mm. really good positive feedback rather than just throwing it out on, you know, Instagram or something and and being kind of disheartened when you don't get, you know, a thousand likes or something. Right. It's nice to have people, you know, engage with you and, and comment on it and say they really love the piece. Um, so, so thank you. I, I commend you and everyone else part of the community for, for sticking to their guns and doing what they do best. Cool. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, Should we yeah. sign up for the song? <laughs> oh, I, I was, I was going to say, um, <laughs> not just like the, the geographic thing, but also just having this connection and, and place to talk to people and, and things, uh, during this lockdown and, kind of COVID kind of situation going on, you know? So on top of the normal yeah. isolation, just this like uh, amplified uh, isolation, you know, having this connection. And like we mentioned earlier, Dan Kelly's show, um, I know to me and I think to a lot of other people, that was just like such a good uh, feeling in the middle of all this this stuff in mm. such a bad year, you know? So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. like they were saying, thanks, Chet, because, um, you know, Dan put that on and and, and stuff, but it wouldn't have happened without you doing all this and staying on the podcast and everything and then putting out your uh, kind of good vibes to the universe and, and stuff. So thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And, and if I can add my five cents, my two cents too. Um, yes. Yeah. Hey. It's, hey. <laughs> uh, 20, 2021. I know it's kind of counter to most people, but at least for art, it's been my best year ever. And I think mm. the podcast and the group and the friends that I've made, the connections that I've made are the, the reason for it. I joined this, what, about 11 months ago or so. Mm. And I pretty much was coming up from over a decade of not doing a single piece of art. Wow. Uh, for multiple reasons. Mm. I just completely stopped. And I joined Das right at the moment where I was like just starting to get back into it. Saw somebody that posted, uh, I think it was... Uh, Jamie Wells, I think, I posted on Instagram that she's done, done the episode. And I was like, wait, there's a whole society of people that are <laughs> yeah. it's like, 
I need to join this and and it's been it's been great and I feel that just not just the the, the friendships and all that but the the, the information and the, 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 all this knowledge that you get you just simply don't get anywhere else you're hearing personal stories you're hearing right. anecdotes you're hearing how people are dealing with things that you've probably encountered before and had issues with or you have yet to encounter and they're preparing you so it's invaluable i think that's almost mm. as an educational resource in a way that is it's, it's hard to describe because it really is just teaching that's you how all these artists are dealing with these decisions from all across not just painting but digital right. artists, painting and sculptors and you're getting all this stuff that that's that to me is like it's yeah it's, it's amazing so thank you Thank, oh, you. thank yeah. you, thank you. Edzar is Ch Ch is the Dick Smith of the painting world. There we go. He's, <laughs> he's extended it out. There's no secrets. There's 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 ultimate sharing of all of the techniques and the, the ins and outs of the industry. Like there's no uh, compulsions of oh, I'm going to keep this close to my chest because I don't you know I don't want everyone else doing what I do. It, there's there's sharing and that's it's refreshing. I love that that people can just go hey. This is how I did it. Here's my progress shots. Um, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy what I, what what you normally would just exist in your own little universe in your own little sphere on your own, and not really get a bit of any feedback whatsoever. It's and that's uh, the that's the format. It's of the incredible. Podcast, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, and it's incredible. Totally. It's like, you know, how many times have I sat down and been like, oh yeah, I was talking to you know. I was talking to Vanessa before and I'm like, oh no, wait a minute. Shit, that was the podcast. Like, I feel like I'm sitting, like, yeah, that's... I'm sitting there in the room with a coffee and you guys yeah, are just totally. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I'm like talking to yeah, the podcast. I hear that. I hear that uh, really uh, probably more than anything is that it feels like they're just listening to a conversation, like they're in the room. Yeah. yeah. And it is a crucible of information, right? We're all good about critiquing each other gently, kindly, if we ask for it. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it's just out there. And we're able to learn so much. I wouldn't be where I am art-wise if it wasn't for this group and if it wasn't for oh, the podcast. Awesome. That's great. So, thank yeah. you, and, uh, and everybody else. Like, I mean, doing this kind of thing now amplifies that because we can actually be part of the conversation and and have call and response to our like-minded peers as well yeah so it's cool super cool i've got a dip as well but i just wanted to say like again reiterating what everyone else has said thanks chet amazingly i remember i joined das when you when mike was still doing it maybe 20 or 30 apps in and kind of dipped uh, out but i always come back always come back and you know, uh, click on an episode and they're doom, 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 doom. It's like, oh yeah fuck you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. so, yeah. i was gonna um, ask yeah, when you yeah. joined don't ever change the theme song. That's never. <laughs> never. It's iconic, dude. Never change that song because it's yeah, it is that thing. It's like you hear it's like your favorite theme song to your favorite show. Oh, you're cool. like, it's, you, you kind of know what you're going to get. And yeah, the best thing is, is having people that talk and you go, I feel exactly the same way. I feel like sometimes I'm talking to the podcast going, yes, mm. I understand what you're talking <laughs> about. And there's so many, like, you know, most other podcasts or other things I listen to, I'm there quietly working away. But the, the Dark Art podcast, it's one of the only ones that I'll 
I'll actually vocalize my agreement to something that someone's saying or that's great. It, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird experience, but okay. it's, I wouldn't have it any other way. Wouldn't have the it. Podcast any. makes you talk to yourself. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll close. I appreciate it. Everybody. That's really nice of you to say. I'll, I will close by saying that I You're blushing. <laughs> Just a part, little bit, I can tell. Part part of the the uh, part of why I keep doing it is because I realize that <laughs> that we have something special here, and um, uh, it sounds like a cliche to say you have you know some we have something special, but re- I really feel like <laughs> for whatever reason, and it's and I don't know why, and I don't really care why, but it just feels like it's. I something I need to keep doing because it's so special and it's like, you know, every, you could ask uh, Lisa every time I do an interview afterwards, I'd be like all amped up and, and so excited as like, that was such a great comfort. It was so interesting. You know, it's so, it was so interesting to, I don't know. I just feel like the interviews are. Um, and it's like, you know, I got no experience in interviews. It's like, it, it's not, me it's like it's because the people who come on the show are just so interesting and for some you know if if i can take credit for anything it's maybe putting making them feel at ease that's about it so which is fine and um uh if and it seems like if you know if you set people at ease and you're friendly you just have a great conversation and it's like these people are always so interesting and and uh i get a lot out of that too you know it's like uh I mean, you know, aside from being able to talk to all my art heroes like Brahm and Chris Mars and people like that, it's been really cool. Uh, just knowing that it helps so many people uh, and so many people appreciate it really, you know, means a lot to me. And, and it's it makes it, you know, that's part of what's special about it. And so I'll keep doing it. I'll just keep doing it. And uh, but but that's also, you know, that's why that's the main reason I, I want to get it out to more people is because I think it's special somehow it's there's something special about it. And, and, it, you know, the community's I think an example of that, you know, this whole thing is it's, you know, you do, you try different things and some as artists, we know, we all know this, sometimes they work and you kind of keep following them and sometimes they don't work and they're failures. Like, Oh, I've had a, so many different failure. I had failed bands. I had failed, group shows I curated many failed things I've done. And then certain things are not failures. And then you keep, you just follow them because you know that they're taking you somewhere good. Like you're doing the right thing. And so I feel like this podcast is one of those things. Like it started just as totally on a whim and it's like, Oh shit, this is special somehow. And so I just, I just have to keep doing it. (laughs) <laughs> I just Good. feel like, you know, it's like, I just got to keep doing it because it's leading. Yeah. It's leading to something it or yeah, there's something about oh, it. Are we, are we going to start a D8 uh, dark art society band? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah cool. All right. Online band with like 350 <laughs> instruments. Awesome. I've got a theremin. <laughs> I've got a theremin so I'll, I'll come in with the theremin. The dark art symphony. And I and I do have to and I do have to say I'm glad to hear that you like the theme song because I feel like I was finally able <clears throat> to make um, the ten years I put into trying to be a, a professional musician and a, a 
rock star or being a punk band or whatever what I was doing. Finally, it amounted to something tangible, which is that theme song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so funny that, uh, that, that, that to me, that was like, you know, so cool. Cause it was sort of like a, I finally made it with my music in some way with that song. <laughs> it had purpose and it. it's like, Oh, this fits. This is great. So anyway, well, thank you. You, you know, you folks make up the community and, uh, you know, that's, uh, part of uh, a big part of why it's special. So thank you all for, for thank you. being a part of it. And, um, yeah, let's do this again. We'll do this again. I think this every year. Yeah. We should do it every year. Yep. Then get some, get, get, get everyone involved. Yeah. It's find, great. find out what everyone's been doing. Yeah. I think it was awesome. Um, yeah. And this was just the first tryout. So, um, uh, you know, some bugs to work out, but you know, I got a better feel for it now. So anyway, everybody has to say goodbye audience. Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 Bye.